Welcome to another episode of the Wednesday Pull List. My name is Lex, and I'm here with my co-host, Simon. Simon, what is up? Hey, man. How's it going? (laughs) It's going going pretty well. We are recording what feels like back-to-back because uh, it's all my fault again. But it's okay. Lex, you're you're too cool. He's a world traveler. I'm not that cool. World star. I'm not that cool at all. Mr. Mr. Worldwide. But we are, we are recording early this week, so uh, what you will get is the review will be an old review from way back in the day. Simon's thinking life story because that tends to ruffle some feathers, so let's, let's just go ahead and do that one. We will do some trending topics, though. We wanted to get on and, and record something relatively fresh instead of just like shoving a bunch of old episodes down y'all's throats. And so we will... Yeah, you're going to get some wins... You're going to get some Wednesday pool yeah. class. And we're technically recording on Wednesday, too. So it's a, it's a double special. <laughs> but that, <laughs> that also means that we won't be having as as uh, many updated updates uh, to update you on. So, <laughs> Well, now that you've sold them on the yeah. show. <laughs> See you guys next time. Yeah. Now, we're recording this week early because tomorrow I am... Well, I guess not tomorrow. Tomorrow I'm going to Dallas. But Friday morning I'm leaving to go to Puerto Rico for the weekend. And I won't be able to record. I won't be back until uh, middle of the day Tuesday. So uh, that would be a lot to try to record and then edit and put it out. So we're not going to do that. Yeah. We're just going to chat. Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. Your lovely island. I'm excited to go there. I've never been before. So uh, that'll be fun. I'll be, I, I did want to go and find a comic book shop there, but I highly doubt that I'm going to be able to do that. I'd be careful. You'll get stolen. Yeah, we'll get stolen. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Puerto Rico seems like a beautiful place. It does seem like a beautiful place. We'll see. We'll see. I'll report back and let you know. Uh, I, I hear they steal balls by, there. By, just one. By the time this episode airs, I shall be safely back in the United States, hopefully. Uh, one ball less. <laughs> if not, this is the last time you'll ever hear my voice. So <laughs> embrace it. Uh, God, I hate that. What a- <laughs> That'd be really cool, man. <laughs> <If it was. laughs> Predict it, you know? Why not? So as I said, we are going to chat a little bit, probably extend the BS since, uh, since you'll be getting an older episode. But we're going to get into some trending topics. First up on the docket... All of these are rumors. I put rumor on this one, but all of these are rumors. Everything you hear from us is speculation. We have no inside scoop whatsoever. So I, I hope my uncle. I hope that's my uncle works for Marvel. I hope that <clears throat> it has been clear so far. I hope no one's like those guys don't know what the fuck they're talking about. We don't. We have no idea. <laughs> so word on the street is that Daredevil will, will reportedly appear in three episodes of the Echo series. I'm really excited to see more Daredevil, man. And I don't know how they're going to do it. I don't know if they're going to soft reboot it, uh, if they're going to act like all that stuff happened, and then Mickey Mouse came and Disney-fied New York City and made everything all yeah. peachy keen. Instead of uh, Daredevil horns, he has big round mouse ears. That'd uh, be great. I'm with you. Daredevil is so essential to like the Marvel universe that it's surprising that it it's surprising that it took so long. I guess Ben Affleck really screwed the poop. Like that movie is what I don't think it's that bad (laughs) to be completely honest. I never thought that that was a bad suit. Um, 
but it is kind of weird that it took this long and it, we don't even know, you know, it's a rumor uh, for it to be in the limelight again. Yeah. He's the main Marvel character in my opinion. He's a big like, one. He's right. I mean, he's like right below. Spider-Man I would, yeah. In my me. book he is too. And so I, I agree. It's, it's weird that I, I would imagine that they would want to make a movie. You know, I think he's a movie worthy, but I, I guess if they've had moderate success with their shows, they're going to try to make as many shows as possible. Yeah, not. I don't know. I think <laughs> I think people are on the hook now. Yeah. I'm curious because I know that I know that uh, Miss Marvel has lower viewership. That's what I've read. Yeah. I like it's it. It's okay for the most part. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, for the most part, it's got weak points. This new this um, new episode was was not that good. Uh, not. No. This will be last week's episode, not the finale. You guys are listening to this. Yeah. Episode five, I'm talking yeah. about. So they have this, like, they have us on the hook now for all these shows. We're like, oh, yeah, we're going to keep watching this Marvel content, right? But I'm pretty sure that that's going to start dying down. Yeah. Yeah. Because, because okay, so quick, you know, quick on, on I keep wanting to say Kamala here, on Kamala Khan, uh-huh. you know, the... Miss Marvel, that how can you have a villain be good and then be bad within the same episode with like no draw time or whatever? <laughs> it's like they were good, they want to protect you, then they're going to kill your family yeah. within like instantly 15 yeah. minutes. Yeah, so that's what kills. I love all the history and I love you know the history and of the colonialism and all that that they're throwing mm-hmm. in. I think that's great. I love the family moments, those are great. I love what I'm learning about a culture that I don't understand. Honestly, I love that. Yeah. But all the superhero elements have been like, it might as well have just made it about a girl coming of age in that society. Yeah. So what I think is interesting and my thoughts on the show formula that they have is that's the problem. They have a formula. They have like, we're going to do six episodes. So by episode three, we need to have a villain. And I think they should break that a little bit more. Like with Miss Marvel, it would be cool to introduce the clandestines on the side and not even have them interact with Kamala and then have her story of her figuring out her powers and, you know, meeting her family. Yeah. And then at the end, leave it on a cliffhanger. Why is it automatically like, no, we're not going to, we're just going to make one season. Like just leave it on a cliffhanger. And then if you want to talk about it in the movie, like there's ways to do it. I just, they have this formula that they don't want to commit to doing more seasons. So they try to cap it off and, I think I should just break that a little bit more. I agree. They totally, I 100% agree that they could have, they could have made the uh, um, damage control the main enemy. Yeah, flesh out that relationship between that guy and and Kamala Khan. It's like they met, he was flirty with her. They had like a back and forth. And then at the end of the episode, here's my mom. She's a multiversal monster from somewhere else that you're technically the same thing. Yeah. I still don't understand like the visions and shit. Um, (laughs) I just feel like this was something that they should have like slow rolled. And then maybe just let's talk about, let's do a season two. Who cares? Yeah. Especially how they solve things. And this won't be a spoiler at this point. Those listening. But like the way she solved, I know how to stop this. The same way that this other girl just died, I'm going to do the same thing, but it's going to solve the yeah, problem. Yeah, yeah, what? <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah, you, I'll learn from her mistakes instantly. 
<laughs> it's not that I yeah. don't anyway. like it. It's that I, I'm not, I'm with you. People are going to start realizing like, mm, what? Like there's no yeah. draw. Like I, I get, there's a balance between like a hard cliffhanger at the end of a show. And then, you know, just capping it off at, you know, one season, but there's definitely, there's gotta be an in between. You can break the formula every now and then like do it every other show. Yeah. Like I said, I've, I've really enjoyed the, her, the family structure of the show, like fleshing out her character as a person. I think they've done more on that than they have in a lot of things. Yeah, I agree. Like making her a, a, a cool, you know, a, a fleshed out character. But other than that, it's just been kind of, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I think like I would even be okay if there was just no villain in it until the end. And the show was just about her, her family damage control. Like you said, hunting her down. It doesn't have to be this. Like, it seems like they're trying to set up this part of parts of this big world. So whatever the next movie is, Captain Marvel, it feels like they're trying to put little pieces in these shows. You know, you, you mm-hmm. have the blue hand with the brace on it. It just seems like it's going to be, these are just callback moments. So we're going to get the movie and then it's going to be like, Oh, remember that? And Miss Marvel, it just, yeah. I don't know. Yep. I it almost agree. feels skippable at this point because it's so cookie cutter. But again, I'm not hating on it. I, I do enjoy the character and I way more than I thought I would. I thought it was super corny before I watched the show, like the look of the trailer. And uh, yeah. I didn't, I didn't like, you know, I just thought it was corny, but then, you know, this chick is, is lovable. She plays a great column of con- I don't know. I still don't like her powers, but it's, yeah, it doesn't really fan. matter, I guess. Um, yeah, that's it. We hate Captain. We hate Ms. Marvel guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why you even watch it? <laughs> I, uh, I, I'm not a, I'm not a fan of her power. And one thing, last thing I'll say on it. One thing that I, I don't like is that the, beginning of the series there was a lot of this extra like imagination stuff yeah it was great so all those little animated sequences and everything were great i loved how creative it was when they were texting like it always appeared instead of just a blob or you see the phone like that's a really creative way of solving that problem by episode two all that shit was gone yeah i think they did a little bit again in episode four or just like very briefly but it was not it wasn't the same as like that first episode yeah they should have kept with that vibe. Yeah, like the Scott Pilgrim vibe. Yeah, Kevin Feige was probably like, "Nope, hey, whoa, yeah, tone it down." They're going to be expecting you're just a dude. Yeah, they're going to be expecting this all yeah. the time. You're not a director here. <laughs> yeah. You're just a body. Yeah, all right. Oh man, speaking of just a body, Marvel Studios is reportedly setting up Kingpin to run for mayor of New York in the MCU, which is really cool. Uh, in the comic books, it's really cool. There's a storyline called. Dark Rain? Dark something. I can't remember. It was recent. And he's the mayor. He uses the purple man to basically sway everyone's vote. Uh, it's it's a pretty good book. Grimace? McDonald's is powerful. <laughs> yeah. The dude from Jessica Jones. That super creepy Doctor Who guy. <laughs> yeah. You're not talking about the furry I'm not talking. I'm not talking about the, the purple <laughs> nugget from McDonald's, even though that guy is terrifying. <laughs> And if he told me to vote for somebody, I probably would. Yeah. His eyes just start bleeding. <laughs> Speaking of eyes bleeding, Ta- Taika Watiti is hilarious. I know, and I totally get it, that pe- that he's people think he's annoying. I get it. 
people think he's over the top and he's a goofball. But I feel like if you can do that in a in a world where everybody tries to be uh, super serious and like known for being artistic, I more more power to you. He forgot that Natalie Portman was in the prequel trilogy of Star Wars, and he asked her to be in his Star Wars movie, which is great. Like, what if she said yes, and she just was like, oh, maybe he thinks I'm, you know, yeah, Padme. Maybe that's a thing. Maybe that's the movie. And then they like... Maybe, maybe she should just be in it as something else. Yeah, why not? You know, one thing I do like about Taika Waititi is as far as the way he describes his style of right i saw something he was like talking about writing he's like okay you sit in front of your laptop you sit there and you stare at a blank page for like nine hours and you feel sad and you close your laptop and you go to bed he's like that still counts (laughs) yeah Yeah, that was so relatable because there's many times where i pull out my i got my ipad charged my pen charged and i'm like yeah i'm about to do this now and then i just like stare at my reflection through the screen (laughs) and then i just turn it off and go to sleep and i'm like i did it man I officially, I officially did it. That's what that. That's apparently that's where the name of that show came from. Black that's Mirror. It's, it's all technology based. Yeah. So when you're looking at a screen, you see your that creepy, creepy show. I right. yeah, that'd be cool. But let her do it. Did you see? Have you heard anything about uh, Thor: Love and Thunder yet? Like the reviews? No, I saw that. <laughs> I saw that some people just weren't listening. Don't listen. What's funny <laughs> to me yeah. are those people are critics yeah that's what we do i mean that's what we do we're we're reviewers so i'm not gonna pay any attention to that because that's i want to form my own opinion i never do but i'm gonna come and tell yeah i'm gonna come and say what i think yeah yeah. you know we're all technically reviewing and i don't want anybody and when i give my opinion it's not to sway anybody or to tell anybody they're wrong i look at the rotten tomato scores because i think they're hilarious because some people covet them so much and yeah, I put I put it online because it had dropped to like sixty one at one point. I think it's at like seventy now. And and I put on Twitter, I was like, if it drops to fifty, I will not be seeing Thor: Love and Thunder in theaters. <laughs> and then immediately underneath, I was like, I don't. I'm kidding. I don't care about that. And I I yeah. think it's funny that some people will be like, don't listen to Rotten Tomatoes if it's a movie that they love, like if they support a company no matter what and Rotten Tomatoes dunks on it, then they're like, don't listen to Rotten Tomatoes. But if Rotten Tomatoes mm-hmm. makes it certified fresh and it's like a 99, then they're like, look at the Rotten Tomatoes score. It, you know what I mean? It's like, you're just saying that because yeah. it's bad right now. I don't care either yeah, way. Rotten Tomato- I feel like Rotten Tomatoes had more cred, Yeah, but now it's just like everything else. Yeah, once, it, um, once we saw how it was altered by review bombing, right? Mm-hmm. And how that skewed, not saying, I am not saying Captain Marvel is the best movie in the world. I'm not saying that. Right. But it had like a crazy low score before the movie even came out, you know? Right. And so when it comes to that, that sort of, for some people on the internet forms and it goes into the zeitgeist and then it helps stir that, oh, this movie's terrible, you know? And I just think it's weird that people have let that have so much stake on their opinion like why you really are going to be like well murph if murph is listening i used to make fun of murph so bad because he would 
as soon as Rotten Tomatoes scores will come up, he would be like, man, can you believe it got a 30? I'm like, I don't care about that. <laughs> I don't care. I like terrible movies. Like That means yeah. I'm probably going to like it. Yeah, it's like, dude, I just popped in Electra. <laughs> watch that all the way through. I don't yeah, care. I love, I don't love Electra, but I have watched it. I haven't seen Electra. Man, we got some movies to watch. We always talk about this. We have freaking <laughs> movies to That's watch. That's the one I haven't seen. We got movies to watch. Uh, yeah, so if you listen to Rotten Tomatoes, you're weird. Enjoy yourself. Sorry, you're freaking weird. Speaking of being weird, you should stop. Go stop. Hold on, I got go one ahead. more joke. <laughs> so, you need to stop listening to your ketchup, mm. right? Because ketchup is made from rotten tomatoes. It is. Raleigh, you didn't know that. Smell it. Yeah. Next time you're around some ketchup, it stinks. Yeah. That's why I only use spicy ketchup, because it smells like Tabasco. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cut that. Cut the smell. Speaking of cutting the smell, the villain of the Ironheart <laughs> Disney Plus series will reportedly be The Hood. Insert Simon joke. Easy layup. <laughs> <laughs> Easy layup. Uh, the Hood is a mystical character, yeah. which I think is. I love the character. Wait, they, the 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 Hood is mystical. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That guy. I was gonna do. And a, the main character do, is a was, is a black woman. Yeah, I was gonna do a mystical voice, but wow, I'm not, man, I'm not gonna do it. Yeah, the Hood is a is a cool character. Not cool. He's a lame character because he's just a guy in like regular clothes <laughs> with a magic hood like <laughs> magic cape yeah. and hood and that's all it is and it gives him you know magical powers but he's just like a petty criminal without it carries guns the hood yeah the hood was the best marvel legend that had come yeah. out the last <laughs> because people like that do toy photography or whatever they're always looking for just regular ass people. people yeah and he's got like a screaming face so it's like oh he's in pain right <laughs> so Everybody uses him for like, oh, something fell on his foot, or oh shit, he's scared, yeah. you know, whatever. But it's great because it's like he's just a guy They're wearing pants and, and there's a like jacket. This, yeah, yeah, but it's got this big plastic hood that everybody just throws away. <laughs> yeah, so I'm interested to see that. I mean, I I, I do like Ironheart, and for I guess for the character that she is, she's fine. They're, it seems like they're really diving into the champion stuff. So, uh, champions is a group of teenage superheroes. Maybe, maybe they'll do it. I don't know. I feel like they're just testing the waters with a lot of stuff right now. Like this phase is all about testing things to see what work. You know, they're saying we're going to do the spooky stuff. We're going to dive deep into representation. Obviously, we're touching all parts of the world. Yeah, yeah, they're really. I bet people are freaking out yeah. about how much representation is like. When are we going to get another yeah. wild Christian bring, superhero? Bring John Walker back, the real Captain America. <laughs> yeah, it's like, geez, dude. <laughs> I'll never. Other people live on this world. I love, I love John Walker because in that last episode where he makes the shield out of like the trash can lid, like that's, <laughs> yeah. that's my perfect representation of Captain America. That guy, uh, why Russell? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is kind of the same like character and everything. He was in Under the Banner of Heaven, yeah. and he talks the same. He talks exactly <laughs> the same. Like it's like kind of a dick uh, and intimidating in like a crazy way. He gets it from his dad, man. Yeah, Kurt. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Old Kurt. Uh, we also got to see some. 
Ironheart Mark One and maybe two with some. Well, look, okay, so the first one is Mark One is the red suit, which looks like mm-hmm. it takes parts from like uh, some scooters and maybe some just random things. Which I love it, man. I think it looks great. It looks like Mega Man that looks cool. meets uh, yeah. What's the movie with uh, Tom Cruise and Emily Blunt where he falls asleep? Oh, Edge of Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Looks like a little bit of that. It looks great, man. Yeah. Yeah. More of an exoskeleton. Yeah. And then on the other other suit we get, it looks like it, the suit that she's going to have in uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever. So it obviously have some uh, Wakandan grables <laughs> to her. To me, this one, it looks, it looks almost like the... Um, Taskmaster suit. Yeah, kind of. looks like something from Beetleborgs to me. <laughs> yeah. It looks definitely like yeah, a bad guy from uh, Super Sentai or Power Rangers or something. Uh, less less mm-hmm. of a fan of that one than the the yeah. Red Mark 1. Hopefully. Yeah, but you see all those shoes in the background? Yeah, they got it right in the middle of a footlocker. They would. <laughs> <laughs> they got it in the hood in a footlocker. Mystical oh, will be playing. God. Speaking of Mystical... The first trailer for The Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the movie, has been released. The film comes out August 5th on Netflix. I'm actually really excited about it. I find I started watching The Rise of the Ninja Turtles when they put it on Netflix. Uh, I'm a huge turt fan. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I'd like to give them all a shot. And at first I was kind of apprehensive because it's such a far... Uh, change from you know what we're used to but it's actually really good and i can tell they're trying to do something new uh, simon you saw a clip yeah. earlier that look i mean it's awesome it looks great yeah at first i was afraid i was petrified yeah um but <laughs> no but the the i never really watched it but i'm i'm not a purist by any means but i enjoyed the ninja turtles as they were and i, I did like the cgi one that you liked yeah. That's my favorite. Uh, they all they've all been okay. <clears throat> the two thousand three one was all right. That was probably my least favorite, honestly. Um, yeah, because they tried to do they tried to bring the edginess back from like the comic book. They tried yeah. to really you know uh, you you you've watched the eighty the eighties turtles again, right? Because you bought the f- complete set. You remember the last season yeah. where they tried to edge it up a little bit, like they made the jaws oh, a yeah. little sharper. They made their their, their eyes frown ever all the time. It seems like they yeah, were trying yeah, to yeah. dive deep on that. Get away from the zany. Yeah. Um, yeah, they were like slimmer bodies, V-shapes. <laughs> yeah. but, Sexy turtles. Um, anyway, I I always had an idea for like Ninja Turtles with different species of turtles, yeah. which I feel like Rise of the Ninja Turtles did, which was cool. I like that Raphael was like big. Yeah. You know, like he's, they don't all look the same. Yeah. Um, but I never really got into it. I, did, I didn't have cable, so I didn't watch it on Nick. Same. But I didn't know it was on Netflix, so I'll probably watch a little bit of it. Depends on how many seasons there are. I really think there's only but, one or two. But the they got canceled pretty quick. That really the trailer for that looks really pretty badass. It's got a nice anime style with the elongated forms as they're moving really mm-hmm. quickly. You know, it's it looks good. It looks clean. Yeah, we got the my my Gungala brother showing up in it finally. I love Casey Jones. He's such a ridiculous character. Because there's no reason why he should be fighting alongside these highly trained ninja. He's just a dude with a bunch of secondhand sports 
memorabilia. He just beat the shit out of people. Did he come before or after what Sportsmaster in the DC? I really don't know. That's a good question. I should know that. Because I'm wondering if, if one was a response to the mm, other. That's a good question. I mean, the origin of the Ninja Turtles is from Daredevil. Yeah. So, like, there it's bullshit all around on there. Yeah, I can't wait till they have that cross. They need to have a crossover. They hinted at it earlier this year. Yeah, that would be cool. Because the orig- because um, the you know they say that the mutagen that was that got on the turtles was the same one that made Matt Murdock blind. So that, well, that would be awesome if they Ninja Turtles crossover with everybody crossover with Power Rangers, Batman. Yeah, why not? Why not? Do it. Let's just do it, man. It's uh, on us. There was a. I do have a weirdly personal story about Casey Jones. Okay. The Casey Jones toy from the eighties. His belly button was so weird looking that it made me wonder if I had a weird looking belly button. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that's I it. love that figure. That's though. the end of that story. I love that figure so much. And, you know, obviously I've Casey been, Jones for me is important. And it's I know it's all nostalgia. It's that first interaction with him and Raphael. I, my wife absolutely yeah. my wife will not watch that movie with me <laughs> because <laughs> because I, a Jose Canseco I, I do I do the Raphael voice and I try to do Casey Jones voice and I do it all the way until he does <laughs> and she's like why well, I don't want to watch this movie that's terrible for anybody listening that didn't know this the guy that played Raphael's voice if you've seen the dropout with Amanda Seyfried about uh What's her name? About Thernos. Anyway, the in that show, the CEO of Walgreens is the guy that did the voice for Raphael. I just oh wow, I did not know that. <clears throat> now you know. Just a normal ass looking dude. Okay, we need a sound. Speaking of a sound, the Duffer Brothers. This this worries me. This news worries me a little bit. The Duffer the Duffer Brothers from Stranger Things. Amazing show. Mm. I, I know some people say it's overrated. I think it's great. The Duffer Brothers have formed Upside Down Pictures, a production company that will produce adaptions of Death Note. Oof. Because we know that all went so well last time. And uh, The Talisman, mm. which is a Stephen King book, as, yeah. as well. Oh, he was going. He was reading it in the last yep. episode. As well he was as reading it to Max. The Stranger Things, as well as the Stranger Things spinoff. Uh, all for Netflix. And I think the Stranger Things spinoff is going to be like a younger Hopper. I don't really know. I don't. I don't know. It's uh, just Max while she's in the coma. <laughs> yeah, it's just, just a, a black a white noise episode. <laughs> <laughs> and Death Note is an anime, and typically American adaptions of anime. There, I don't. I haven't seen a, a successful one yet. I'm looking at you, Dragon Ball Evolutions. Um, (laughs) (laughs) we did get a death note for netflix earlier or maybe 2019 and it was bad so you said it did you say an american adaptation because some of the japanese live action adaptations aren't so bad yeah they're not bad the bleach one was really good um that might be the only one i saw i saw the rurouni kenshin one those are really good yeah Yeah. let, let, let those people do what they do man don't americanize it yeah, I mean those people. Those people. 
<laughs> my my people. I was gonna say something that could have been misconstrued a different way. Um, yeah, Death Note was an American adaption on Netflix, and it was not good. Uh, I, I've watched Death Note, and I it's creepy and sad and depressing. So maybe the Duffer Brothers will know what they're doing. Yeah. I'm curious about the talisman because that's a weird book yeah, uh, yeah. among all. So it's a Stephen King. Um, it's a co-written book. Um, I can't remember the author's name. I didn't know that. But it's, <clears throat> yeah, it's a co-written book. Mm, Terry Goodkind. Oh, that's a cool maybe. name. And uh, there was a sequel called The Black House. But anyway, in the talisman, it's like, there's like a magical black man. Hell yeah. And he's like, I play in the blues. Sign me up, Duffer Brothers, if you need me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, that guy that he's talking about it, as, uh, I can't Lucas. remember the character's name, but it, yeah, as Lucas is reading the book, he's talking about that character. He's like, I, I'm free. I'm free. He's on the roller coaster or something. I can't remember. Yeah. Anyway, he's talking, the guy is the main character talking to that black man. Anyway. No, thanks. Duffer Brothers, don't fuck it up. Yeah, don't make it too racist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, modernize it a little bit, guys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of modernization, God of War, just randomly. No state of play, no nothing. This morning they just dropped it. They said, fuck it. We're, you guys, leave us alone. Leave us alone yeah. about the goddamn <laughs> God of War. <laughs> it's coming out November 9th, 20, 2022. It's pretty exciting. I really, really, I know you enjoyed the first, uh, the the newest one and i really the first new first one. new one i really enjoyed <laughs> yeah. it you know i was someone that liked the old games but they were really like mm-hmm. hack and slash there was n- no real strategy to it they were also extremely juvenile yeah yeah that's all it's like, like i mean they exploding guts it's like mortal Kombat hack and slash game yeah uh i feel like the new one could have had more variation of enemy but the like I love the different uh, play style now. I like that it's not just like oh you're in a room full of tits. Yeah, yeah the story. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, I agree. God, when I played the new one, I was like, oh, I know what I'm about to get into. You know, this is we get it. But even the perspective of how you fight is completely different. The story is yeah. way way richer than just like you got to kill all the gods that exist and then have some sex. It's yeah. It's like way yeah. deeper than that. This, this, the sex mini game was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it's in God of War three. It I was think. in three. Yeah, it's like come on. And so I really appreciated God of War. I I beat it in a weekend. I loved I loved it. And I don't want to you know polish off my monocle for you guys or anything, but I am sort of a gamer. <laughs> 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 I had it on easy, like the easiest. Yeah. I I had mine on. Uh, I had mine on medium until I got to a certain. Nah. A harpy? No. Oh yeah, you what went through and fought all the harpies, the Valkyries, or, uh, the, Valkyries. the Valkyries. Yeah, nah. yeah. I got to the final one and I tried. I think like I beat. A couple I think times. I beat the first one or I beat one of them, and I was like. Nah, I'm good. I'm good. I don't need to complete it's this pretty, game. It's pretty cool, though. It is cool. I mean, but, I turned it on but easy. But it took me after that after that first fight, and you know, just playing a new game. And after that first fight, where you're fighting that giant or whatever, was that the first fight? Whenever, whenever giant. you fight the giant, I was like, Nah, I'm good, man. I'm gonna lower this level a little bit. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I can already tell. Yeah, I'm into. I, uh, <clears throat> 
Yeah, I was. I kept it to medium until I got to that last <laughs> Valkyrie, and I was like, mm, "Who am I trying? Yeah, am I trying to prove something? Yeah. Nobody's watching yeah. me, dude." I do that almost instantly now on every game. Where I'm just like, "I will try." I, I Spider Man's the only game that I uh, consistently tried to play it on a higher level, just mm-hmm. to, because, like, I just like replaying it. And I, you know, if I can beat it yeah. super easy, I, I tried to raise the level, even though I raised it to the maximum level and it just wasn't fun because I couldn't do anything. Yeah, no, I've done that once. And I was like, dude, I can't like punch anybody. I'm just dodging. Yeah, you can't do anything. So I don't do that. But that's the only game that I've ever tried to like, or recently tried to like play at a, at a higher level. Fuck that, man. Who were trying to impress? Nobody. Not a damn person. What do you got going on in the toy world, man? That's, that's all of our trending topics. Well, uh, there's some exciting news. Um, I guess it's exciting. Mezco has a. We talk about this almost every week. Mezco is like my main brand that I buy. You hear that, Mezco? But yeah, hello. <laughs> um, so they're like my the main brand that I buy, and then Rumble Society is. That's kind of where I focus my attention. Those come out, they'll reveal them, and they almost they come out. Yeah, you know, like. Uh, my pink skull should be shipping soon. Um, and then, you know, they put out license figures, but some of that stuff can sit, you know, you pre-order and it'll sit for a while. Mm-hmm. But they're finally coming around. The uh, Tiger Stripe Wolverine should be charging. It. I didn't buy mine directly from Mesco, but um, should be charging tomorrow. Uh, seven, seven for those listening now. Um, so that means that it'll be in hands and it was a cool steel box edition. So it comes with like a Sentinel head display. Oh, that's cool. It's like the tiger strap Wolverine comes with a different belt, comes with the original, um, uh, version head with the lip whiskers. And then, uh, it comes with like the eighties. Yeah, they're good, but it comes with like six heads. It comes with a battle damage. It comes with like all these effects and it was $150 which I was talking to someone earlier. I was like, man, so it's just shipping now. They did the pre-order last year. I wow. think I cannot imagine how much money they're losing on this figure from inflation because it was $150 then with all this shit. Oh, yeah. And now like Spider-Man was on pre-order two weeks ago, more web accessories, but not really like as big as this. Yeah. And it's one twenty. So, just kind of crazy. Losing that money. Anyway. Let's go. That's what you get, Should stupid. Be... Yeah. I'm just kidding. No one knows. But... No one knew how <laughs> the world was going to go to shit. Yeah, it is kind of cool, though, uh, that it's finally coming out. It's been on a lot of people's lists for a long time. It's kind of sad, though, because everybody spent all that money on the pink skulls, which were about 300 yeah. you know? And so I've seen people in some of my groups that have little, little operation, little toy stores, mm. you know, whatever, where they'll buy a case based on pre-order and a lot of people are canceling at the last minute. They're like, dude, we're not a big, bad toy store. Like <laughs> you're fucking us yeah. with these figures that we have to now try to sell. Oh yeah. Because if they still have to get it right. And then the yeah, person that was going to have to, the person that was going to buy is just like, nah, fuck it. That sucks, man. Yeah. Yeah. So they're, it's left in their lap, but you know, damn, that sucks, I man. Know. I don't know what to tell you. I am excited about the figure, though. Should be pretty cool. I don't really like a lot of the Mezco f- figures that wear tights because they, they I don't know. It doesn't translate well. Yeah. Like if you have a Moffex 
Cyclops, he looks kind of weird in a picture with a Mezco Wolverine because one of them's wearing like plastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> one of them is plastic. But anyway, should be cool. Well, I'm excited to see what you come out with, man. Is there any Marvel Legends stuff coming out? They, I, I feel like they haven't said anything recently. I haven't seen a whole lot. Um, yeah, not really. They, I, I did just finish a custom that I made. When I say lightly, I lightly call it a custom. I, um, I had a Wolverine first appearance Wolverine from the 80th anniversary Hulk set. I got a different head for it. That's from the regular Tiger Stripe Wolverine, but he had the like the little pauldrons. I was like, ah, it's, I don't really care that much. But they just released the um, the new wave with the X Men, like with Maggot and all them. And uh, that Wolverine had the bigger pauldrons, so I got lucky with some paint that I already owned, and I mixed it up, and it looks almost exact. So now I have me a. I think it looks repro. pretty damn close, man. I was I was proud of myself. Yeah, it looks pretty damn <laughs> for it just being kind of like shitty paint. But have you are you gonna anyway. have you taken any pictures of it yet? No, not yet. I will at some point. Something about I don't know, just like licensed figures in general. I don't take as many pictures of. Yeah, I've noticed. I've I mean, noticed I guess I do. Lately. Yeah, I mean, I do, but there's just something about some of the more independent ones. It's just more fun. I feel like you can only do so much of a Wolverine. Yeah. Everybody's already made all the fucking memes. So, you know, what do you do? Yeah, that's true. I think that's all we got, man. You got anything else going on? It's weird. It's weird to, well, it's it. I mean, it's weird to not been continue. Yeah. This conversation. <laughs> it's weird. No, there's not. There's just not a lot going on. It's kind of a slow, slow week. Well, and also, um, we usually generate the news from the entire week and then talk yeah, about it. So we're, sure. we're cutting it off like we just talked about the news two days ago. <laughs> so we don't have a lot to talk about from the last time we recorded. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. I don't know. I will be What's interested that? to hear the, the people that haven't listened to the um life story book but luckily i'll be back next week and next week i want to read teenage mutant ninja turtles the last ronin i think it's a long book though uh from if I, it's five issues but i think they're all long five issues so just a heads up now you have two weeks to read it cool the hardcover came out the hardcover <laughs> came out this week i thought about getting a couple of them and maybe giving them away but also i have to see uh how how much i spend in puerto rico <laughs> yeah it's like what <laughs> hey man they does the exchange rate right no i'm just kidding just well, kidding i know that puerto rico i know hey man puerto rico is part of the u.s <laughs> yeah don't <laughs> at me i'm not stupid all right guys we're gonna take a second i guess it's weird because we won't be back but uh listen to simon and i from the past yeah, I was probably 20 pounds lighter. I was so maybe probably, you'll hear it in my I was voice. Probably like 50 pounds lighter. It was funny because today I was like, uh, I used that that Thor working out from Thor Love and Thunder. And I was like, I guess I better start working out from Puerto Rico. And then underneath, I was like, I'm leaving tomorrow with the with the fat Thor from <laughs> with the fat Thor from uh, from Infinity uh, War or Endgame. I love. 
I love that. Like I told you earlier, I'm doing this other workout and I'm, and I'm sitting there looking at myself in the mirror. I'm like, why am I looking like I'm going to see yeah. a result after day two? Yeah. So I, I, I haven't been working out at all. And we went to Barton Springs, which is this like watering hole here in Austin. And my nephews were recording a video of you know everybody at the pool. And then I saw myself and I was like, hey, man, you need to delete that. <laughs> <laughs> you need to oh, delete that man. from existence. Yikes. <laughs> When I went to L.A. last year with Nicole, we took a picture in front of the <laughs> Disney Opera House, I think. Yeah. And I looked at that and I was like, why did no one tell me how fat I was? Yeah. Not a single soul. Oh was like, Except for Nicole. She's like, hey, babe, you know, getting a little heavy. but And I appreciate it. Yeah. But no one else said So anything. let's just say I, I went out and bought a bunch of swimming shirts for Puerto Rico. <laughs> a lot of a lot of Tommy Bahama wet wet shirts. One of, one of my one of my favorite memories and I won't say anybody's name, but one of my favorite memories was we were at uh we were all hanging out at the pool and there was somebody that was really really ripped and then the somebody that was had like not ripped. And it was funny like how you think you can just if you don't surface out of the water <laughs> if you just keep it at shoulder like you won't no one will tell was it me because i i, I no, t- it wasn't i you, was doing it. that when i was at bard springs i was like if i keep if i keep <laughs> yeah. under much in no one's gonna see in in the waves but i just remembered like the fit dude gets out of the water it's like hey Get down! <laughs> nobody don't. Uh, nobody wants to see you. All right, you're showing off. Oh Get back in the water. That's funny. Yeah, uh, maybe I'll work out soon. Maybe. Who has good workouts? Send us workouts. Yeah, please. Send us like uh, fancy superhero workouts so it can be themed. <laughs> yeah, so we can look at it and go. Nah, it's too nah. much work. All right, guys, we're gonna take a second uh, to catch our breaths, and Simon and I are gonna go do whatever we're gonna do with our evenings and uh, have fun with old us. <laughs> this week we read Spider-Man Life Story. In 1962, Amazing Fantasy number 15, 15-year-old Peter Parker was bitten by a radioactive spider and became the Amazing Spider-Man. 57 years have passed in the real world since that event, so what would have happened if the same amount of time passed for Peter as well? To celebrate Marvel's 80th anniversary, Chip Zdarsky and Spider-Man legend Mark Bagley, which is my favorite Spider-Man artist, unite to spin a unique Spidey tale telling the entire history of Spider-Man from beginning to end. They pull out, you know, a lot of his mm-hmm. key events and kind of splice them in through different decades. And so, yeah. And this book is six issues. Self-contained story, beginning to end. It's I do like that about it. I have to know your initial thoughts before we dive into it. My hot take is I was, I didn't like it. <laughs> That's fine. That's my hot take. Review over. See you guys later. No, um. Uh, initially I wanted to like it because I love Spider-Man. He's my favorite superhero, but uh, I was kind of disappointed. Um, and we can go into that more, but uh, obviously, but I, yeah, I was just kind of disappointed in, in the story uh, to, to tell the truth. Okay. So I, I read this when it first came out and I really enjoyed the way that Chip Zdarsky writes usually. Uh, one book that I want us to read very soon is Chip Zdarsky's Daredevil Run. Probably just the first volume, maybe first or second, because it's really good. It's probably my favorite 
Daredevil story that I've ever written or uh, that I ever wrote myself. <laughs> That's my favorite <laughs> Daredevil story that I've ever read. And so I think I was just kind of romanticized with that, like fanboying over Chip Zdarsky. And it just, you know, kind of got lost in it. And it was different when reading it issue to issue. Uh, so coming back and rereading it in trade form, I, there was a lot of moments where I was just like, mm, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I like that. <laughs> it had a lot of great moments, a lot of very small personal moments that I liked. But as a whole story, it was it was a lot of me wondering mm. why. Mark Bagley's art has also changed. Yes. From the 90s Spider-Man that I love so much. And I noticed that when he was on this Ultimate Spider-Man run, it looks a lot like that. So it's a lot of me being let down on the reread. Yeah. But I won't say that I did. There was a lot of things that I did like about it, though, still. But we were talking about clones earlier. Before we get into, like, sort of an issue breakdown, we were talking about clones earlier. And it's funny because, essentially, this is a clone saga book. Mm -hmm. It's extremely convoluted to me for, like, unnecessarily. Right. They did that in the original clone saga. You know, Peter thought that he was the clone. And so he let Ben Riley take over as Spider-Man. Then... Uh, ben Riley sacrifices himself to save Peter. Ben Riley disintegrates as a clone would, because that's what all clones do. We all know that. You're right. We've all been clones before. All my clones disintegrate. Why would you add that into this Spider-Man life story and make it such a overarching thing? Th th that was the main problem I had with this story, um, is that I loved that they were trying to yeah. go back and kind of do these interesting takes. Yeah. But then it would always end up the same. It would always end up the same. So what's the point? You're not telling a new story. It's hard to break it down. We're going to go, we're going to talk about issues for a second. So the way it broke down is six issues. It went 60s, 70s. And if you do math, I'm not going to embarrass myself by mis, you know, counting, but it goes on. Yeah. 60s, 70s, 77, 78, 80s. Yeah. And then it goes into 90s and 2000s. And so it's, I liked that. I liked the way that they spliced in these big events throughout the years, even though like he would be really old at the end of this, mm -hmm. which I guess he was, but still, he'd be really old. So issue one starts out, he's four years after he became Spider-Man. So he's in it for a little bit. He's fought some of his stupid bad guys that everybody loves. I love them. Not saying it's a bad thing. Yeah. It starts setting up, and it seems like a, spider like a typical Spider-Man book. Flash Thompson's about to go off to war. Right out the gate, I didn't like... The Peter Parker, really. Yeah, he was kind of a dickhead. He was a dickhead. He was a little too cocky, and he was kind of a jerk. He was just like a straight-up dickhead to Flash, even though, you know, I get it. Flash was a bully, but what would you think about that first book? No, I kind of, so, I, I, I'm with you. I didn't like, especially like that hot take. He comes out, he comes into the bar, and he's just like an ass. I think that was in that first issue. Yeah. And then... He goes to the party, it's a going away party, Yeah, with his friends, and he comes in just uh, being a jerk. Yeah. Has Flash messed it up yet? <laughs> it, I don't know. It was so weird, like, the way the story, so it goes on a little bit, Green Goblin's there, or Norman is there, and he's like, earlier in the book, he's like, oh yeah, I've been watching you, talking to Peter. And, uh -huh, and he meets him for the first time. Yeah, I've been watching you. And then, when he's... He's at this party. Norman is there, and he's like, "No, I'm serious. I've been watching you." And he's like, "Yeah, I'm the Green Goblin. Look, there's a bomb." <laughs> you know, and it's—I yeah. <laughs> don't know. It, it was like, 
we kind of know, like people that are reading this know what the deal is. Yeah, you have to have been a Spider-Man reader to actually follow this book pretty easily. But it still kind of felt rushed, if that makes sense. I don't know. Yeah, so it's... One thing that I noticed right off the bat is that war was going to be a, a constant thing in this book. And even when there wasn't a war going on, it was still a constant thing in this book. Like, he talked about it all the time, which I thought it was weird that he was so obsessed with war. Right. I thought it was cool that they put that in there. I don't remember if it's this first issue where Captain America's in it. That might be the second issue. I think it's the second, but I'm not sure. We'll just say it's the second issue. So, yeah, he's just a jerk in this. Apparently, he's been fighting Green Goblin for a long time, or for four years, within the four years, mm-hmm. but he's never met Norman Osborn. MJ's there. He's with Gwen, but, like, kind of. It just, it did feel rushed. Everything helped, because at the beginning of the issue, he's like, man, I can't express my feelings to Gwen, but then they go meet at the party, and then, like, together. Right, yeah. And then he, then he fights Norman, gets him away. It, it's just, I don't know, man. I don't know. I liked this book. <laughs> I didn't. But it did. It felt rushed. I, and it shouldn't. You know what I mean? If you're going over decades, I guess, you know, I felt the need to try to put a lot into it, put a lot of uh, stories into it, I guess. Right. Honestly, to make this book better for me, what I wanted to see, what I was expecting when I started reading it, is for these major life moments to be not, to be opposite. So, like, yes, he's still with Gwen. She doesn't die, right? They did that. So they did do that. But they didn't, like, I would rather have seen that scene and he saves her and then see what happens. Yeah, I was waiting on that. Yeah, I was waiting on that scene because they didn't do that. They just, he fights Norman, he wins, and then. Norman acts like he doesn't know what he's talking about. Yeah, Norman is cured from being the Green Goblin. And that's just how it ends, right? Kind of. Not really. Because, I mean, he, he, later in the trade, he comes back. But. Well, I mean, that issue, issue one ends like that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then it goes to issue two, which is the 70s. At the end of issue one, Gwen finds out that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And they also show Captain America joins Vietnam. He's kind of reluctant to join Vietnam because uh, he doesn't know if he believes in it or not. So they're setting the stage, obviously, for sort of a, I got Civil War vibes. You know, he's conflicted right. type of thing. Because they also show Iron Man in issue one in the war. Uh, which is something we've never seen before. And, like, I guess, you know, he's a war profiteer or whatever, but we never actually see Iron Man's bodyguard in the war, which he was. So you see you see Captain America at the very end of issue one saving some soldiers from the other side. And, you know, some of the American soldiers are like, we heard that you went astray, you know, you're a disgrace, and then he knocks them out. Yeah. So Captain America is saving people on both sides. He's... Actually, he's more of a hero than a U.S. soldier at this point, which I thought that was cool. I just, I liked the look of Captain America. He was wearing like army pants, but then had his, you know, weird scale Captain America yes. shirt on. <laughs> his Aquaman Captain America which shirt. Which is my favorite. So we're starting out the 70s. Cuts to Peter Parker at a funeral, or not at a funeral, at a gravesite, just talking. Mm-hmm. And he's talking to, you find out that he's talking to Flash. Flash dies in the war. So they cut, they trim the fat on a lot of stuff, yeah. you know, because they don't do the Flash Thompson becoming Venom. They don't do all this extra stuff. They they trim the fat, but I feel like they didn't trim enough fat. Yeah, I agree. I feel like they trimmed some things like, yeah, that's cool. Flash died in the war. That's, you just, you don't have to do any side stories with him or anything like that. They immediately go and you, in the first page, you find out that he's married to Gwen, mm-hmm. which like you said, 
I would have appreciated seeing that's such an iconic moment in Spider-Man's life, the bridge scene where he's desperately trying to save Gwen, ends up breaking her neck. I would since it's Spider-Man life story, I would have liked to see those iconic moments play out. And even if it stayed the same, even if they didn't necessarily change them, I would like to see how it changed his life story if he aged the same way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So just finding out that they were married was a letdown to me. A few years have passed. So this is, again, this is the 70s. I don't know. You find out that Peter Parker is working with Reed Richards. Reed Richards looks like an old ass man. Yeah, he's like a beatnik. Yeah. Which I think was, to me, it was weird to, to not get any context on these other characters, but like, just kind of. Like, you're just supposed to know that Reed's old and like, yeah. What time? Yeah, there's like a little bit, a little bit of extraneous story, but not enough to like, understand what the hell's going on yeah because peter's relatively young still he he is young he's young still and reed is like an old man so it's like for me times matching up like when did the fantastic four become the fantastic four how long were they heroes that just to me it had me thinking about things it took me out of the story well and it also like you start thinking about captain america like he ages differently i guess Mm -hmm. but like you start thinking about tony stark like is he the same age as reed richards like you would think so yeah and ant-man or giant man he's he goes into the war you know is he an old ass man too like how old how much old because in the comic books that we read you know that just don't ever age reed doesn't seem that much older than everyone else Mm -hmm. so it's weird to see him so Oh, he's not an old, old man, but he has, like, more white hair. Yeah, early 50s, at least. Yeah, he's kind of a jerk. Uh, you also see Dr. Octopus is coming in. Uh, he works with them. They have this company called the Future Foundation, which is later on in the Fantastic Four comics. That's a cool nod, but, it, it again, a lot of this stuff just seems forced and rushed. Mm-hmm. Not rushed in the sense that they're just trying to scramble to get it done. It just seems like they're trying to get through a lot. Right. With, through his life. And some of the stuff you're supposed to just kind of, you're just supposed to accept it, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, this is the, you see, he stretched his arm to throw that newspaper away. So you know who that is. Yeah. So Norman goes to jail in the first issue because Peter Parker turns him in. Yeah. Even though he was quote unquote cured. Yeah. You still see him as a sane guy. But then issue two, Harry goes and visits uh, Norman and he's evil. He's trying to get, you know, be the puppeteer and have Harry do all these things for him. So I don't understand that. Right. Why? Yeah. He's got those sweet ass. He's got those waves, though. Yeah, the waves. <laughs> Learn something in prison. The thing is, I don't understand why even paint him that as the cured person in the first issue. Yeah, I don't I don't understand that. That's, it almost seemed like a callback to the first Spider-Man movie. It's like, oh, yeah, don't tell Harry, you know, yeah. whatever. But like you said, it it... This is what I was kind of talking about at the beginning of the podcast or the beginning of our review is every sequence that seems to have changed doesn't. Uh-uh. Right. So, you know, he's cured and then now he's the same. He's still he's evil. fucking Norman Osborn Green Goblin. He's still that guy. And you get no explanation. Right. You just you just know that it happened. He, so you're supposed to accept that it happened. In the story. Yeah. I would rather see him as regretful in prison like you have to fix like make harry fix things what i was hoping was happening would be that norman is cured and then harry goes down the path of being the green goblin right Mm -hmm. and dies and then that makes norman snap and then he becomes the green goblin again Mm -hmm. like yeah 
Maybe, yeah. As we were talking about before, I, I'm missing some of those moments, those iconic Spider-Man moments. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to know Reed is a certain age. We are supposed to just assume a lot of things that I, I didn't like that assumption. Gwen is working with Miles Warren. So as soon as I saw Miles Warren, I was like, God, D, we're about <laughs> to see some clones. Yeah, that's a jackal, right? Yeah. Okay. He becomes a jackal. He's obsessed and in love with uh, Gwen, which it goes again to what you said. It's like they put these moments in here, which you're wondering, like, hey, man, give me a little bit of shock value. Change it up a little bit. They change up a, a little unnecessary things, but then they keep these big, heavy moments. Yeah, which- these continuity moments. And <clears throat> it's like... Uh- you know, I, in this moment, he's like doing good things. He's helping out uh, amputees or people that don't uh-huh. have arms and legs. He's cloning body parts, right? I think it would be in the same way they did with Otto Octavius. It would have been cool if they just made them good guys. Like, yeah, make talk up, about trimming the fat, man. Yeah, make uh, make more bad guys or whatever, or just like again, trim the fat. Spider Man's got a ton of bad guys. Yeah. And yeah, because I forgot to mention in the future foundation thing, um, this group that they have set up, you also learn that Otto Octavius and the Aunt May thing happened. They got married like legitimately and he's not a super villain anymore. Yeah. Which to me, it takes away spoiler alert for a little further down. It takes away that being a, a story moment when he just becomes evil again. Right. Yeah. He's just a bad guy. Just because, just because they made dumped him because he was kind of evil, you know. <laughs> so it just it took me out of it. Uh, I did like his new Spider-Man costume, even though it had unnecessarily unnecessary. Sorry, it had unnecessary shoulder pads and the shin guards. <laughs> you know what I thought? The, the one thing I thought about is that he was wearing that under his clothes. Yeah. So I'm like, he's wearing these, like metal like, shoulder pads under his clothes. Like, what's up? <laughs> yeah, it, nobody. That's weird. Nothing. These aren't. Why are your legs so big? Yeah, it's weird. Uh, I did like. I like. I like random Spidey suits. I like that about his character. I like that he always goes back to the original classic, but he does switch it up from time to time. Yeah. Um, I do like the explanation in this book as well that he is getting older, Uh, and so his body it hurts more. It it reacts less. And so it kind of shows like how he's building pieces onto his armor to kind of like compensate. Right. Uh, so I, I did like that. Next thing you know, he's leaving, seeing his wife, Gwen and creepy Warren, Miles Warren, and he's going to a party to see his friend, uh, Harry and his girlfriend, Mary Jane. Mary Jane is totally out of character in this. It really, I didn't like it. Yeah. Like, yeah, I get that. She's like a party girl, but yeah, she, she, Go ahead. Oh, it's just, she was vapid and like a druggie and didn't care. Yeah, yeah didn't like her boyfriend. Uh, she just made her seem like she was with Harry for his money. Uh, it just totally took her character. She has like all these great characters. And even in this book later on, she has these great characters. And not saying people can't grow, but like she was with Harry. He's completely just out of his mind and she's just having a good time. And she's like, I don't really give a shit. And, uh, Spider-Man goes in there. Peter Parker goes in there, kind of being a dick again. Only kind of, but she gets really offended and goes off on him. Reveals that she knew he was Spider-Man the whole time. 
Yeah. Like, could they have a relationship from when they were younger that you don't really know about? Yeah. Again, it, it seems to almost pull from the movies. The like movies she's and their neighbor. neighbors. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe Chips and Darcy just watch the movies. Mm. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. Maybe he's like, hey, man, I don't have enough time to read comic books from Amazing Amazing Fantasy 15 to now. So I'm just going to watch all the movies that they made because his Spider-Man, his Peter Parker is kind of like Andrew Garfield's Peter Parker. Yeah. He's it, kind of a dick. Like you said, he it, it is kind of weird that this, like he's, <laughs> Harry Osborn's like whacked out on Quaaludes. Yeah, he's like unconscious. Yeah, this party. Like, oh, don't worry about it. Yeah, he's fine. You're like, oh, Peter, I can't wait. I'm so excited you're here. Let's party. And he's like, hey, what? Yeah, what's going on over there? She's like, uh, how dare you? How dare you look down on us, you piece of shit? And it's just like, (laughs) "Uh, okay, I'm out of here. Which makes you think? I mean, maybe she was doing cocaine. You know, maybe she was. Yeah, she's very. uh, Just it didn't make sense the way she was acting. And again, to be like straight up like. To guilt somebody like in this situation, like our friend's dead because you're Spider Man and you didn't go to the war, like I, yeah, you I didn't go to Vietnam and watch over just, his shoulder. That's just weird <laughs> to me. Just forced story moments to me, it just didn't fit right uh, because I hold. I'm a huge Spider Man fan, so I hold his relationships with Gwen Stacy and Mary Jane. They're big. They're pretty much very, very, very big parts of Mm Spider-Man. And just to see them, just to see the the way the relationships are handled in this book, I I didn't like. Uh, I I wasn't a fan of it. So he goes back to work with Reed. He's, you know, he's talking shit to Reed. Reed's a frail old man. You find out that Sue left him for Namor. And and Johnny Storm moved on and the thing moved on. And he's just a brittle old man obsessed with work. Which is cool. I like that. That's I appreciate that. You get a lot of context with that character in just a few panels. I don't feel like they did that enough in this story. Mm-hmm. I mean, like just a few interactions with the characters to give uh, background. Yeah, because you're just introduced to Captain America, and you just see Iron Man off panel, and you just you just it's a lot to take in. I think that's a big problem with it. Um. Then you see Harry wake up like, hey, what happened last night? <laughs> and she's kind of, you know, she's kind of mad at Pete still. And he's like, oh, did I, you know, did I act ass? My bad. And she's like, no. Whatever. It wasn't you. It was Parker. <laughs> yeah. She's just like, wow. He's like, okay. Uh, so then he gets offended and calls his dad. And he's like, yeah, dad, I'm in. Yeah. Whatever that means. Wait, his, uh, t- it was enough to character. piss him off. Here's the worst character. So then Spider-Man goes to, uh, I guess he's going to see his wife. Then in comes the Black Goblin. Original. I would just appreciate it if he was just a Green Goblin again. Yeah, racist. No, <laughs> the Black Goblin just weird to me. I honestly liked it. That was probably the only thing I really enjoyed about the. He looks uh, this cool. part of the book. Yeah. Um, and this to me, I was okay with this book until now. These are just things that I noticed after thinking about it. I was okay with the book until now. There was obviously things that I didn't like, which I mentioned, but. This is where it takes a turn, man, mm-hmm. for me. It takes a, just like a crazy turn. And Spider-Man fights the Black Goblin. They're going back and forth, back and forth. And then something explodes in this like mystery wall. You find out that Miles Warren is actually still creep in this universe and has clones of Gwen, Spider-Man, and Norman. Right. And then you have this weird moment where like 
Harry takes off his mask and he's normal again. And he's like, oh, what What did I do? You know what I mean? Because him and Peter Parker have a conversation. He's like, um, what does he say to him? They're fighting or whatever. And he says, you're letting your dad get in your head. And he's like, oh, sorry, Pete. You're right. I have to destroy these clones. And it's just like, why? how would that happen that fast? Just like a switch. As a matter of fact, he says, they're fighting. And he says, don't let your dad ruin us. And then, you know, Gwen's yelling at Miles Warren saying he's, you know, sick weirdo, which he is. And then he says, you know what, Pete, I'm sorry. My dad gets in my head and he throws pumpkin bombs at the clones, like yeah. slam dunks them, you know, Luke Death Star. <laughs> yeah, this, <laughs> this hole in the building. <laughs> and blows up. Good arm. And so then Spider-Man makes sure Gwen and creepy ass Miles are safe. And Gwen says, hey, these clones are alive. I guess she knows a lot about these clones, even though she just saw them for the first time. (laughs) (laughs) She knows that they're alive. And so Spider-Man does whatever his wife says, and he goes in there to save these clones. Norman's dead. He has blades all through his body. Yeah, he was impaled on the glass tube he was in. Yeah, and... So was she. Gwen's, Gwen's body is dead as well. He saves Peter. Peter's alive. He's like stumbling out. He gets to the top of the thing, the building, the thing, sorry. The thing. He gets old. on the thing. He gets to the thing, to the thing, and he's talking about stuff. <laughs> but then Miles My- Warren sees that he only saved the Parker clone, and he gets frantic, and he tries to run in. They stop him, and then you find out this is where the clone saga shit happens. The, you know, the, it seems like the dude, uh, what's his name? M. Night Shyamalan wrote this. <laughs> A twist! <laughs> yeah. So he's like, you don't understand. Your wife that you've been married to this whole time is the clone. I put your, I put the real Gwen Stacy in a clone tube to preserve her so that we could leave when the time was right. And it's just like. Yeah, so I could look what? at her naked body. What time? What, what, what point? At what point in your life would the time be right for you to run away with a person that you're holding against your will? Uh, yeah. Well, and see, <clears throat> the reaction to this, so, yeah, that, that's that's just a cluster. It moves forward a year, and the reaction to this is that the clone Peter... <laughs> and well, before that, what I thought was weird was that Miles Warren tells him that. He says, hey... You, your person you've been married to and been in love with, and right. you know, even though she is a clone, you have been in a relationship with this person. The real Gwen that has been there since she was 17 or 20 or whatever is in that vat. He freaks out and says, Gwen rushes in the building well, and embraces her. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Is that, that So moving forward, the reaction to that is he lets this clone Peter, a quote-unquote clone Peter, and this clone Gwen, who he loved... His wife, uh, they've his been together. Wife <laughs> go off and just start a new life. It doesn't make any sense to me. And he's all pissed off like, ah. Oh. It's like, what? what is his problem in this? Why is he such a purist dickhead that he's like, oh, yeah. no, I can't love her anymore. She's a fucking quote. And in this, in this specific moment, in these two pages, we're in issue three now, in 1978, which like you said, it was 77, 78, so it's just only a year past, um, if, you're, if you know anything about math people out there um (laughs) i was confused only because i was overthinking it Uh so i was like uh because it doesn't make sense for her just to leave with clone parker so i was like 
okay, so this guy with the beard is the Spider-Man, right? And then the guy that won't come down from the, you know, the apartment is the clone. And he's freaking out because he doesn't understand. I would rather have seen that. So this guy's like, listen, this is crazy. Me and my wife, which I don't give a shit. She's a clone because I love her. We've been in a relationship. We're just leaving. Uh We're just going to move. And we don't give a shit about this. That crazy clone can be Spider-Man. Mary Jane, it's it's your problem. You know what I started? You know what I started overthinking? It was like, how is he going to get a job? You know, without a social (laughs) security card? How are they going to just move? Well, MJ got all those millions of dollars. So she probably broke them off. (laughs) And then just kind of coasted on that. Um. So, yeah, because they're, like, happy. And this is a year later. So this guy that has a clone who is essentially just, like, just born, he has all Peter Parker's memories. It it was just a mess. These first two pages were just a mess for me because then MJ goes upstairs after hating Peter Parker. Now she consoles him because Harry's gone. And he's, like, again, a total asshole. Yeah. He's like, you don't have to, you don't even have to sleep with him anymore. He's gone. You made millions of dollars. And she's like what? What are you even talking about, man? You are crazy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So I, for me, it makes more sense for that to be the clone, you know. Mm-hmm. But it, it wasn't written that way. There. Oh, this is actually the end of issue two. Sorry, we're not in issue three yet. Issue three starts out in the eighties, and MJ's pregnant. <laughs> Skip a lot of stuff. So they went from like mental breakdown, Pete, to them being married. And she's pregnant with twins. And she hasn't seen Spider-Man in three weeks. This is where they're plugging in the Secret Wars event, mm-hmm. where the heroes get plugged out to fight the bad, to fight villains for the uh, the Beyonder. He wants to be entertained. Entertained, yeah. And it was so. It, the only thing that you see that they're going to have any kind of romantic relationship is at the end of issue two. He like hugs her, and that's After it. After having a mental breakdown, yeah, yeah, and that's it. I did like this uh, this splash panel uh, in in the eighty four of uh, you know him and the, the Secret, Secret Wars. War. That yeah. was cool. Yeah, uh, it was. Yeah, it's cool to see all those characters. You know, there's a beef between Iron Man and Captain America, but here everybody's just working together. So mm-hmm. we'll get to their beef in a second. There's so, the beef. Know, I like his spider suit in this. Yeah, I like that he's constantly working on it. Again, they play. It, Reed is way older now. Yeah. White, <laughs> white, white beard, white hair. Spider-Man is just a little bit older, which I know Ty, we're talking about, he's, you know, he's, he's older, but this Reed looks old. Um, and this is where they're plugging in the symbiote stuff because weird, this interaction between Hulk and Thor and him was weird to me. Yeah, dude. Yes. <laughs> yes. It was just so weird. It like just plugged it in. It served as like a straight yeah. up, you know, to put, to keep the story going. It's it, yeah. Your suits in tatters. Hey, there's a thing in there that fixes. Yeah. It gives Which, you whatever you want. What happens in the in the Secret Wars? But it's like he's having in the page before this. He's having a deep conversation with Reed about how Reed realizes that he lost everything because he cared too much about his work, and how he's proud of Peter for being you know a genius and having Parker Industries. Another thing that they don't he just create that is created outside of context. Yeah. Um, and then the next page is just like old school Thor and regular Hulk. They're just like, Hey man, what are you doing in here? <laughs> Peter Parker's like, we don't all have Asgardian tailors like you. It's just like, a, it was a weird, 
yeah. it didn't the tone shift was too jarring to me. I and agree. Hulk's like, you just go in there and talk to that machine, it makes you whatever you want. You go in there, you talk to that machine, it give you whatever you want. And then this is just this whole page right here to me was the worst. Because then he goes in there and he's just like, I wish I could see MJ. I got something for you. Alien symbiote that's going to leech onto your brain and give you everything you need. That this is like that doesn't even make sense to me. Yeah. You know what's weird is the next panel, this guy holding the end is nigh sign is totally uh, Rorschach, man. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't notice that the first time. Yep. They plugged him in there. <clears throat> the next page, speaking of the next page, it's like the it's uh, so the page before that battle uh, interactions between the other heroes and sort of like Peter Parker dealing with the stress of the war and being away from his family. Next page, hey, I've been home. I'm back home. Yeah. We won the war. <laughs> yeah, it, there's just a panel. Two more then weeks it, go by as gods fight gods and I witness unimaginable things. But we but win. We win. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just like what? Why? No consequences. There's no gravity to the secret war at all. No. He's just got a black suit now. He's got the symbiote. Uh, and then he pops up at MJ. MJ's surprised that a guy wearing a black Spider-Man suit. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just like, Take I my get wallet. it. It's like, that oh. would be jarring a little bit. But at the same time, your husband is Spider-Man. And he has been known to change suits throughout the years. So, yeah. like... It would only be like a second. He's like, hey, chill out. It's me. <laughs> I'm Spider-Man. <laughs> that was weird. He has twins. He breaks down because he's been away for you know too long. Which I guess that's a that's a fine page. That's a fine page. Looking but like straight shit, man. This is what this is what kind of takes me out of it, and I need you to give me some context. You're really good at at fixing it for me. So there was a secret there was there was a secret war, and then there was also a war with Russia going on at the same time right so so it's the 80s they're talking about the cold war yeah which was really just an arms race right between the u.s and russia and then you had some f you know they try to invade afghanistan shit like that um actually that might be into the 90s but anyway um russia i don't know it really didn't make a lot of sense but i guess uh russia was like so they thought that the superheroes were were America's nuclear weapons. So they're like uh-huh. fighting against that. Some uh, some Russian scientists came up with an tangible uh, <laughs> missiles. So, so, so yeah, so like Vision and I guess this is Sue. I don't Invisible know. Invisible woman. Yeah, I don't know who that is. Um, so. Anyway, they nuke. They tried to nuke Manhattan, and Vision steers it off course to Pennsylvania, and then, like, he's just in shock at ground zero. Which I thought that was cool. It would have been cool. There's, yeah. It just wasn't... I, it, it didn't make any damn sense. That's what I'm saying. The pay, It just didn't make sense. Like, that is cool. That page with him witnessing... And the, and the image, if you think about it, of him... Going intangible and watching just people get evaporated around him. That's cool. Yes. But like the context of there in one page, you find out that there was a superhero arms race. Who could have the most superheroes? The all of America's superheroes are in some alternate dimension fighting a secret war. 
Russia has all their superheroes, but instead of just invading with their superheroes, they launch these intangible nukes that I don't know why they have to be intangible. That I don't understand. Like that extra level of, you know what I mean? Like adding intangible nukes. I don't understand why. Yeah, it, that's just, I'm reading this again and said uh, they had super beings as well. Russia had super beings as well. Uh-huh. None of them disappeared. One was Ivan Kragov, the Red Ghost, a scientist who developed the technology to render items intangible. Yeah, that guy talks to monkeys. He has a lot of monkeys around. He's weird. But yeah, no, I mean, that is it. That's all that explains that. Why they have these nukes? Why are they firing them off? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It just doesn't make any sense. It's so, it's just weird. I like so, uh, go ahead. I like the idea the Cold War is very uh paranoid. Like it was all about paranoia. Uh-huh. I think there's a right way to put that in. I just don't think they did it the right way. I yeah, don't know how to no. say it. It's rushed. And I don't think rushed is saying rushed is gonna come off like they didn't uh they didn't put think about it. I'm not saying they didn't think about it, they weren't intentional. This is probably how they wrote it. They wanted that. They want an impactful. They want an impactful moment. Yeah, and they just kind of threw it in there. They squeezed it in yeah. where they could. Um, Spider-Man over the years he has huge story arcs, man. Like in this next panel, he's helping Reed soak up the radiation in Pennsylvania or whatever. Yeah. But he- then you find out that Craven, which is one of Spider-Man's biggest stories, my favorite Spider-Man story, the Last Hunt. This at some point. Between these two pages, Craven is going around murdering people. Yeah. <laughs> As Spider-Man. Um, Reed also lets him know that, you know, the symbiote is taking him over. Then Spider-Man's like, hey, I know. Which yeah. I thought that was cool. I did like that. Where he's like, hey, I know. I've I've no I'm he says, I'm a scientist too. Yeah. Like I feel like too many times people forget that Spider-Man's smart. And so I, I appreciated that. I just Reads even older <laughs> in this in these pages. Reads like a super old man. Yeah, I don't know. And Aunt May, you go to the next page, and Aunt May, they find her randomly with the kids somewhere because she's ninety and she has dementia. Say, I kind of appreciated that story beat. Honestly, I like it, but it's old. like I, I like it, but then like their marriage is so fragile that she leaves him. I don't know if she leaves him yet, but he they fight about the suit. He takes the suit off like it's nothing. There's no struggle. Right. There's no struggle like there always is between him and the symbiote. He just takes it off. No big deal. And then gets murdered by Craven. Yeah. Immediately. He gets murdered, but then immediately comes back to life. Yeah. I need some air. Blam. I'm dead. Never mind. I'm alive because the symbiote came and found me. He becomes like a Venom type character, which is a soft intro to Venom. Um. Who's this guy burying him? Who's, this, what, who's the black guy that's burying him? Yeah, that's what I was really wondering. Yeah, I was like, that bothered me. I had to go back and look. I was like, is that great? No. It's not Craven. <laughs> that's Rhodey. He's mad. And then, it's probably Hobby. The Prowler. <laughs> He's always there for some reason. <clears throat> and then MJ stuck with kids in dementia-ass Aunt May. Mm-hmm. MJ's getting the shaft. She thought that she was marrying for love after she's a millionaire. And then she ended up realizing that she was right all along. Peter Parker was a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so then the symbiote brings him back to life. He goes and hunts down Craven. 
Craven's like some kind of weirdo. <laughs> He's like an old man weirdo that's obsessed with Spider-Man. Did you notice that? Uh, sorry. Uh, did you notice in this uh, cemetery scene that it has the author and the artist? It says, here lies Spider-Man slayed by the hunter. And then it has Bagley, Darmada, Zdarsky, and Dell. No, I didn't. I oh, wow. Noticed. That's cool. I just noticed that. That's cool. No, I didn't <clears throat> notice that. Um. I like the way the Venom looked. I thought that was cool. I like the Crave. I like the last hunt. I like that story a lot. So a lot of these things were hitting nostalgia for me. So I liked it. Um, I So, okay. I do have a complaint about that. I do like how the Venom looked. Um, and I understand why it developed the way it did. What I don't like is like anytime you can see Spider-Man's mouth through the mask always yeah. sets me wrong. I don't like it. Yeah. But I understand that's like why he got the mouth for Venom. Yeah. But it, that first panel is like, ugh. <laughs> it's just something weird about that. Yeah. Gimpy. But uh, yeah. Let, yeah. Let's I, talk about this gun because he says when he's talking to Reed about uh, knowing that the symbiote can take over, he says that I've created something for MJ to to fix it, to take it out if it gets that far. Yeah. And so MJ follows the symbiote somehow. Like she, like she tracks it. I don't know how she does it. She, she has that does alien it. thing. Boop, 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 boop. And then she has this weird cone. Oh, she does have an alien tracker that looks like a mirror. I didn't notice that. Dumb. It's just dumb. And she has a stupid gun that she shoots him. Plasma gun. Looks like it kind of hurts him. Completely evaporates the symbiote. You don't ever really see the symbiote get just obliterated like that. Yeah. You always see it like slide away, which it does slide away because you find out that it goes, it finds Craven, stops because Craven's about to kill himself and the symbiote attaches to him. But MJ's like, you know what? This shit is too crazy for me. I'm out. They get a divorce, which I assume they get a divorce. She leaves Pete with his crazy Aunt May. And that was the 80s, man. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, it sucks. And the 90s, straight up, 1995. I, this panel was weird to me, uh, again, because you don't have a lot of context in this book. Right, so I was very see, confused. You see this guy, he looks like an old man. He's a photographer. And the last time you see Doc Ock, he's a good guy, working for the Future Foundation. Now he's back super old, and he's a bad guy. Yeah, the only thing that links this to Peter Parker for me is that he looks like the classic... Yeah. Young Peter Parker, like kind of buzzed hair and He's the dressed glasses. Like him, yeah, at least he looks like an old version of that guy. Yeah, for sure. Um, but that's Ben Riley, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I assume that was Ben Riley because he just calls him the Red Mask, and then you find out later on that Ben Riley. Well, he says was, hello, Ben Riley. I saw oh, you at yeah, May's he funeral. He does say that. Yeah, because before that he says the Red Mask face to face, and then he says Ben Riley. Yeah, I missed yeah. that. And it, and then after that, you know, they, they don't even show their fight. They just no. say that he you know, he knows who he is. And then he go, it goes to New York City, and you see Tony Stark, which is, again, a complaint of mine. How old is Tony Stark? Yeah. He does seem like a vain kind of person that would dye his hair and beard, but he doesn't yeah. look as old as Reed Richards. He should be older. And now Peter Parker has the Reed Richard white side hair. So he's older now. Yeah. Hey, look, and they did a pretty good job at the, the lines in Tony's face. But still, and he's a total asshole in this book. Yeah. And what's weird is like, so Tony Stark's original, his origin is Vietnam, right? Like his original. Where he 
the early origin was Vietnam. So it, it doesn't even make sense that his bodyguard is there because that's where he started. Yeah. Yep. So that's true. That part of the story doesn't make a lot of sense. That's true. But yeah. Yeah, because in what other war would he, would that situation for him to become Iron Man happen? Yeah. So he would have had to be Iron Man, get rescued, come back to the U.S., develop a new suit, and go back to Vietnam, which kind of makes sense. But again, you have no context. Yeah. And that the armor that he has in the Vietnam pictures isn't the gold armor that I like. <laughs> yeah. It's like the red and gold armor. Yeah, so it's, it's years later. <laughs> the super like gigantor like. Dumb. Yeah. So it's years later. So this is condensed, which is crazy. Yeah. And again, I know that Tony Stark is a dickhead in the comics before before RDJ took over. But this guy is like an asshole. asshole. Yeah, he's like trying never to- gives up the weapons game. Yeah, he's trying to take a hostile takeover of Parker Industries. You know. Another weird thing, the next page, he's in a relationship with Jessica Jones. Yeah, that is weird. Like, why? Why? <laughs> why? And like Jessica Jones from the TV show, like Leather Jacket, yeah, stuff like that. She's, she's working for Alias. It's weird, man. Um, and then, you know, he says, I'm still Spider-Man. I like the Spider-Man suit. I was about to say um, that, yeah. I like that he references again that he's old, that he's getting older. It's more of a routine for him rather than like young, excited, jokey Peter Parker. Uh, it's more of him like it. You know, the greater the great responsibility is more of a burden to him at this time. Yeah, this it says, point. but with great power comes great guilt. Yeah, so I like that. But then pops up old ass Doc Ock again. Spider Man, show yourself. I like that he jokes a little bit. Every anytime Spider-Man jokes, I like that. He says uh, he lifts up that bus and he says, "Doctor says I should only lift cars." Yeah. And uh, these days, I like that. For me, I was like, "Okay, I'm back in a little bit." I like jokey Spider-Man because that's like fifty percent Spider-Man is that he jokes a lot, right? Um, and then you know he reveals that he knew that he was Peter Parker, or he knows that he's Peter Parker. Yeah, who even cares at this point? He's old as fuck. Yeah, he's an old man. I think most people would probably know by now. <laughs> yeah, time is short, son. I no longer have to luxury luxury of trying with you. The clock so you mean to ticking. tell me all these years you just been playing like you're playing around with him? <laughs> yeah. Like you could have knocked him out and killed him at any time, but now you're just like, I can't play around right now. Yeah, I ain't got time. It just kind of takes it out of it. It takes me out of it. Like these char- these villains are just like, I don't know, man. If they've just been playing with him the whole time, what's the point? It's all it's all very shallow. Yeah. Which again, I get that they're trying to put his whole life up to the two thousands from the sixties yeah. in this, but it's very shallow. Takes him to the takes him back to Oscorp. Harry's there. We haven't seen Harry in years. Uh, you see Ben Riley, Peter Parker see each other for the first time in years as well. I don't really understand what doc ox intentions are is he trying to do the superior spider-man thing right now where he's trying to take over one of their bodies is is he trying to clone a younger body for himself what i understand yes what i'm understanding and anyone that's listening you know comment correct us if we're wrong what i understand is that he's trying to reverse engineer what process yeah excuse me the cloning process exactly so I don't think he's trying to put himself in either one of their bodies. I think he just, it's like Ben Riley only had half the key. You know what I mean? I don't know. I get, no, yeah, that is probably right. That sounds right to me. But 
it seems like it's just another reason to start this whole clone shit. Like, yep. Because on the next page, he's, you know, beep, 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 got everything firing and he's surprised. Gasp. Peter Parker is the clone. Peter Parker is a clone. And I'm just like, that out of all the iconic moments of Spider-Man's life, why would this be for, because to me, in this Spider-Man life story, this seems like the most impactful moment. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't understand why that would be the one you would, you know, hang the story on. Yeah, it's any minute. I just stole my life. Yeah, just like, yeah. And then Ben Riley is just angry. You stole my life, and he's like, everyone's like, whoa, who? And he's like, all of you. I'm angry at everybody. I was calm and I was collected and I'm a normal person, but now I'm enraged. Yeah, I've had this whole separate life. Again, it goes back to like Gwen. You know, he just decides that Gwen's a clone and fucking forget her ass. And and Ben does the same thing. Now that he's Peter, quote unquote, he's like, that's my whole individual life that I've been living. (laughs) It's bullshit. I was happy yesterday. Yeah, but I'm not happy now. Because but I'm, I'm angry Peter. now. Yeah. So, I'd have a question for you. What happened to Gwen? Yeah, they don't mention it. Do they, they don't ever talk about her again. They don't even mention her dying or anything. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Dumb. They have a weird back and forth. They fight Dr. Octopus, even though he could put Spider... Even though he could put two Spider-Men down separately, he has trouble with them. He Harry the is gas. just... Harry's just there. Uh, to serve the plot, I guess. Yeah. You find out later on why, a little bit why he's there. But, uh, Doc Ock is like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do the kill shot. Ben Riley's spider sense makes him take off, but old man Peter is just like, what? Yeah, that's, <laughs> I thought the same thing. Like, he would have, if, 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 uh, Ben Riley could have gotten out of the way, so could have Peter Parker. And there's no, there's no Spider Man world where Harry Osborne has better reaction time than fucking Spider Man. <laughs> like, <laughs> Harry Osborne saves Spider Man. Like, I just wanted to die anyway. <laughs> Kill me, God. I've been trying to die since the 60s. It's like, what? Then he dies. Yeah, he but dies. Ben Riley, Ben Riley's not good enough to avoid that second hit. And Ben Riley is so enraged by Harry, who was not really his friend, but like kind of his friend. But I guess he finds out. So I guess Ben Riley remembers that he was his friend years ago. Had right. spoke to him in thirty years, but now he's enraged. You murderer! Jumps out a window. What? I don't understand why he would do that. It just seems like you said, like the re- revelation of who they are means more to them. Than the actual lives that they've lived. Yeah. And it means is, nothing to the reader. And it means nothing in real life. Like if yeah. it was a real situation, like if someone came to you and me today and say, <clears throat> I have something to tell you guys, Simon, for the past 30 years, you've actually been Lex. And Lex, <laughs> for the past 30 years, you've actually been Simon. I'm sorry to shatter your world. Like, man, that <laughs> sucks, but I guess. My life would not be changed changed at all. You know what I mean? Like, they still had these extended, like, long lives that they lived. Yeah, his his life separated from Peter at this point is, I mean, I don't know, two or three years? Yeah. So weird. It's so weird that that's a thing. And so then 
I thought it was a wasted moment. This next scene, Doc Ock gets away because he sucker punches Ben Riley in midair. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, Doesn't stab him with the same tentacle no. that stabbed Terry. It's, instead, he goes from a spear tip to a boxing glove yeah. and punches him. <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah, just a box. <laughs> and then Pete, yeah. whatever. If he's a clone, if he's not a clone, Pete, ah, we'll talk about that in a second. You know, it's the Gwen Stacy scene. This is the scene we wanted. This is the scene we asked for at the beginning. Ben Riley's falling. Pete catches him by the foot. He's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? But Harry's dead. Yeah, Harry's so dead. Harry's dead. Peter Parker <laughs> then gives Ben Riley everything. Yeah. Gets company. He wrote a novel of his life and told him, hey, man, listen, you just read this book and you can interact with everybody I've ever interacted with. Yeah, easy <laughs> so, peasy. And I know this is, what year is this? I think 95? this is still the 80s. I think this is the 80s. Okay, so maybe they don't have, they definitely don't have smartphones. But I was just like, man, he ends in this docket of his entire life. <laughs> it's just like, you had to flow through this in any interaction that you have. It's like, hey, Pete, uh, Remember last week you told me you were going to buy a newspaper and you're just like, uh, yep. Yeah. I'm yeah. Here. I totally said I, that. I, I definitely said that. <laughs> this is weird. Uh, yeah. That's not it though. I'm sorry. This is long winded guys. Seeing these pictures is I'm, it's feeling a hate for me. Not hate, but like just kind of dismay. Yeah. You find out that he was uh scarlet spider. Ben Riley was red is, mask or whatever. Yeah, it's just kind of pointless. It's pointless. Um, but then Peter Parker calls Jessica Jones again, and she's like, "Hey, I'm dumping you." And he's like, "I don't give a fuck. Like, I don't care. Yeah, I don't care about you. I'm wondering about this guy I've had. What of the case I've been having sex with you? You're supposed to solve this case for me. Yeah, what if that spider jizz was payment for this? So case? yeah, the irradiated semen that gave you cancer. I want. Yes, what so I asked you for. That that is another complaint that I'll just throw in there for this whole story. That I, that was in that same story that you're talking about. I can't remember what the name of that story is where the he end. gives Spider- Spider-Man the end. Yeah. Where he can't win. Like no. Peter Parker cannot win and this is just bad luck after bad luck after bad luck. That is, like, that is part of Spider-Man though. Yeah, no, I get it sometimes, but his whole life can't be a shit fest. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, it can't be all sad. Like even, I mean, Spider-Man has his good moments. He does have uh, Parker Industries, or he did, and he was like International Spider-Man. He was doing cool stuff. But he lost it. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, so did Tony Stark did too. That's true. Uh, <clears throat> but I don't know. That was just a complaint. I, all I could think about was that old, that older storyline. The end is like, God, man, he just can't win for losing. I would kill myself, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. like yeah, this yeah, is Yeah, and I think Spider-Man would great. too, but the gravity of the great responsibility is the only thing that keeps him alive. Yeah. Sad. Spider-Man's a sad story, man. Yes. Okay. Yes. Thank you, <laughs> Stanley. I get it. Enough said. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I get it, but sometimes it gets to. Be but I get you. Much. Yeah, it would be uh, his superpower is uh, bottling grief. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> his real yeah. superpower. The spot, yeah, the spider powers are just extraneous. It's, I would love to see like a, a a panel where it's like Spider-Man cracking jokes, and then right after he beats up the Shocker, he's just like in the alley, just crying <laughs> about his life. <laughs> 
called my mom ugly. <laughs> oh my god! So this pay this. If you're listening to this and you haven't read it, it's okay. We're spoiling it. You're here. <clears throat> this issue sounds bad. We're talking about it really, really bad. But the worst part hasn't happened yet. The worst part is he goes to this chop shop, intimidates the people around. Yeah, he picks up a motorcycle and scares off the biker <laughs> dude. He meets Norman, which I thought the interaction was great. Uh, Norman playing like coy, like, oh, hey, Pete. You know, I don't work, you know, at Norman or Oscorp anymore. It's I can't help you. And Spider-Man's like, cut the shit. I know that you gave Doc Ock this information. <clears throat> so, okay, before this happens, on the roof, whenever he's passing off his life and his company, <clears throat> he says to Ben Riley, you and I both did our own research. We know what uh, Doc Ock said was true. He says that. And in this panel, he says... I did my own research. I know that I'm the real Peter Parker and you were making one last play to put my life in shambles. Mm -hmm. And Norman admits to it. Clever boy. So all of that was for nothing. (laughs) It's like, what? Why? Why do it so back to back? To me, I was just like, what is the point of this? Yeah. That like just happened. (laughs) like one page one page flip he says we did our own research we know doc ock's true next page i did my own research i know i'm the real peter parker like what what this is a book that i held in high regard i recommended it to a lot of people and i'm ashamed of myself (laughs) What, what i don't understand is like why is norman just sitting in this like what looks like an old fashioned lab yeah just underneath underneath a biker garage. Yeah. He's, He's a just millionaire. Sitting in this recliner and there's all this green goblin shit around him. He's just reading yeah. this book, how acting, he, playing coy. How is he playing yeah, how is he playing coy? But there's like uh green goblin mask and like gliders around him. It's like, why even pretend? Yeah. Oh my god. How long so, ago was this written? It's what I want to know. It's like, was this written in the 90s and then they decided to bring it back? Yeah. I don't know, man. Damn. <sighs> but anyways. And then yes. they, they get into it. Yeah, they, they get into their typical fight. He tries to kill him with the glider like he always does. Never works. Normie. Godspeed, Spider-Man. <laughs> uh, Spider-Man crushes it. That was a different take. He usually doesn't do it. He usually jumps over it. I like this. I like Norman's end, though. I like that he has a heart attack because he's 100 years old. And I like his last words. I hate you. <laughs> like the, the perfect, the perfect, like, there's no redemption. Like, he feels bad about Harry, but he immediately blames Spider-Man without taking any credit for it. The ultimate bad guy. Yeah. Uh, doesn't take any fault. And yeah. his last words uh, are... And he also doesn't know him. until then that Harry has died. Like, he's factoring Harry into this plan. Which he's going to use Harry's weakness as his strength, as he says. Yeah, that Harry's dead. And then his last words. were uh, To me, I was like, okay, this is a good... And when I said earlier in the podcast, there's a lot of great moments. This was one of those moments where I was like, okay, I, I like that. I, and it seems for a second like he's going to say something. And then it's, hey, you. (laughs) So so great. Uh, And then Peter's last words are, oh, oh, Norman, 
No, and then he Norman. Just, then he just leaves. He sees his kids. His kids. I don't know how often he saw his kids after they left, but they obviously know him. Uh, MJ is just to me. It's like I'm not a feminist, you know, but I do respect the ladies. And so for this, it's like MJ's a hardworking mom taking care of her kids. Pete just shows up and she's just like supposed to take him back, even though he's been a the prick. Yeah. Like, how come Pete doesn't have to just buy, get an apartment in the neighborhood? How does yeah. he get, you know, he doesn't Worth have to build up that relationship. He just, she just lets him in. <laughs> like, Penny, I've missed you. Just, that's just to me. MJ doesn't need him. She's a millionaire. So, like, no, you can't just come into my house. <laughs> that's, uh, again, I'm not a feminist, but that was bad to me. Well, yeah, it's like we aren't quote unquote bra burning feminists, but we do do think that, you know, like you should have to work a little harder for a woman to take. We like our fair share of strong women. We're both married to strong women. So uh, we don't think it's that easy to just like, you know, you just cut the shit. Like you, (laughs) she doesn't need you. Yeah. Exactly. She does not need you. Yeah. This fifth fifth issue, I was already over this story reading it again. So we're probably going to go through this pretty fast. They do the Spider-Man, the other story where Spider-Morland comes out and Spider-Man is a totem. This is Ben Riley, though. It makes it official that Ben Riley is the clone. Morland calls him the copy, kills him still. Yeah, this is we're in the two thousands now. We're in the two thousands. This is issue five, second to last issue. Pete's significantly older. His kids are older now. Uh, Claire, I don't know why they wouldn't name her May May Day. I don't know. It so, seems like yeah. So this I haven't read. So I've read the Spider Verse like that mm-hmm. collection, but mm-hmm. I didn't know much about Moreland beyond that. Um, so you have to read the other. Yeah, yeah. That's where you first introduced. So I will say that like Ben Riley seems pretty spry for being Spider-Man, like being old. Like yeah, why is he, he even like out old, there? Yeah, because he looks like an old man when they show him. Yeah. And then um I so this brought me back in because I thought, okay, this is gonna lead into that Spider-Verse story. Like it's gonna be one of those extraneous panels that you see that it's just a spot, you know, when they brought in like Spider-Man and his amazing friends and Spider-Man Unlimited yeah. and all these other I was yep. like, oh, cool. This is where they're bringing in that story into this other story as like a mm-hmm. side note. Why wouldn't they, man? Yeah. No. Nope. His kids his kids are older. They Spider-Girl is a big character. Such a such a big character in the Marvel universe that in the 90s they had something called MC2, Marvel Comics 2, which was a revamp. They had all the younger new characters uh, as far as issue that. You know, they have all these kids, J2 um mayday spider girl she was so important that she was pretty much the only one that stayed relevant out of that entire universe of characters uh it just seems like a misstep to make her look like mayday or look right. like may parker and call her claire yeah claire yeah a little a little complaints uh and benji what a waste <laughs> what a, the heir to the spider-man throne is a bitch yeah. <laughs> like what a waste um this is where it gets murky for me. And again, I know I've said that many times in this whole review, but like, <clears throat> so now he, and I'm going to need your help with this. Now he has to go to New York to retake his company. Uh, so his character 
growth of being like just a family man is gone now because his, his company that he gave away is going to be Tony Stark's now. Yeah, yeah, it's because everything. Yeah, everything basically. Tony Stark is gonna because Tony Stark is Secretary of Defense, and Ben Riley is revealed to be Spider Man. Tony Stark is gonna take all his assets, essentially. But do you get what I'm saying? Like, it takes away from Peter Parker's character growth because he left oh, all yeah. that shit. You know 100%, what I mean? Like, yeah, he left all that shit. He didn't care about it anymore. He has a beautiful life with his family. He's a dad. He's an electrician. That's his life now. But it just tosses it all out the window for what? <laughs> well, in the same way, he he mentions Ezekiel and like the spider totem thing in like a split second. Yeah, he's like, oh damn, it happened. Again, Ezekiel, you have to be a fan. Yeah. Like, I know about Ezekiel a little bit, but you have to yeah. be a fan of the comics, and you have to be kind of deep in him to even understand what the hell he's talking about. Yeah. So Pete goes to the Daily Bugle. Betty Brandt is the editor now, and she really up- upgraded her job. And he reveals this story, this crazy story. Mm-hmm. That guy was a clone. I'm the real Peter Parker. Um, I'm back. And so part of me is thinking, like, he's only doing this because he's scared he can't beat Moreland. So, because in the... Okay, so he... Tony Stark meets him at... Parker's going to Parker Industries. Tony Stark meets him on the stairs. He says, hey, man, let me tell you how this is going to go. You also get caught up to speed this entire time. There's The Civil War has been going on for years. Right. uh, Between Captain America and Iron Man. And he says, listen, man... You can either work with us, get trained by a U.S. Avenger, um, or we arrest you, and I take everything. And he's basically like, I don't give a shit about that, man. I'm Spider-Man. Yeah. (laughs) And then Iron Man-style Avengers show up. (laughs) Because why? Because why? Because the one thing that Captain Marvel was missing as one of the most powerful characters is an Iron Man suit. An Iron Fist Iron Man? I hated it. Oh Iron my god, Fist I hated it. Iron Man. Also, are these new versions of those heroes? Are they just robots? Like, they should be kind of old too. Yeah, well see, Carol Danvers has a mouth, her mouth open. So she's there. She-Hulk's there. Yeah. She-Hulk makes sense. Yeah, 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 She-Hulk, yeah. Um, Black Widow? Like, I feel like Iron Fist and Black Widow, it takes away from what they actually do yeah and them being in iron man suits also war machine's legs are too small and yeah. this uh he's a robot yeah i hate <laughs> it um one one thing that i did like is that uh uh claire may barker reveals earlier in that issue that you know even spider-man even uh or peter in this you know she's like Yes, I know that you've still been active. Like you say, you haven't. But you lied to mom. Yeah, but he was like, I like the little September 11th plug that uh-huh. he was helping save people. I thought that was kind of cool. That was one yeah, of the shining cool. moments for me. Even though the way he was illustrated was bad. Yeah, it was terrible. Um, he looked like the Incredible Hulk. Like his arms were like <laughs> freaking huge. Yeah, was he was really, holding up this beam. I was just like, why? It was really weird. But again, like you get to these iron things and the uh, iron Avengers pretty much they're they're ter- like why pick those why does Ca- why does Captain Marvel need rocket boots and she seems like so weak when you get into it like she doesn't yeah. do shit 
why does she need rocket boots? Uh, so it seems like, to me, the only way I can make sense of it was that Peter Parker thinks that he can't beat Moreland because he's old. Uh-huh. And active uh, Ben Riley got killed. And he's been actively Spider-Man. So he wants to, he thinks that Moreland's going to chase him anywhere. So if Moreland shows up and he's in the middle of a fight between both sides of the Avengers, then they'll all team up against Moreland. He has a better chance to beat him. That was my logic. Yeah. And I think that some of these characters aren't really who they are. It's almost like the Dark Avengers. Yeah. Can't be. Yeah. And Moreland doesn't do that. He shows up at their house um, and chases them through the forest. Meanwhile, in New York City, Spider-Man's fighting the Iron Avengers, which they're just like bumbling idiots. Yeah. He's like slipping through She-Hulk's hands, webbing Captain Marvel in the face. She's missing him. War Machine's not doing anything. Uh, And then Iron Man lands a punch on him. Yeah, they're about to beat the they're about to beat the shit out of him. I don't. Yeah, he like throws him or something. I don't quite understand that panel, but they're about to beat the shit out. They got him in cuffs, and then the Cap's shield comes around. Bing, 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 bing! Knocks all these idiots (laughs) down. (laughs) Bing, bing! (laughs) And then you get (laughs) old ass Luke Cage, cloak and dagger. Uh, old man Hawkeye and Cap. Yeah. Cap's which is cool. Good. They all look they all look like they should look. Yeah. Um they're old. They're norm wearing normal clothes. They're not in like all Captain America. They would be lame if they were all in like different Captain America suits. You know I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I actually probably would have laughed if I saw that. Um Moreland's again chasing his family. You find out that the kids have powers. Uh, Claire and Benji. They're just not that good. Yeah. Uh, more of this stupid fight between the Avengers and the fake Avengers. It's just a lot of like nonsense fights. And then Peter slips away to go to Parker Industries to get a spider suit. Mm-hmm. But like, why? Yeah. Like they know everybody knows you're Spider-Man. <laughs> unless it yeah, unless and in- Unless there's like something special about the spider suit, it doesn't. Yeah, which it looks cool. Yeah, I like the spider suit. Um, but he goes to find a spider suit for some reason. I guess just to, it's a Spider-Man book. He has to be Spider-Man. Um, Moreland is killing. I don't understand how long it takes Moreland to kill somebody. Yeah, because he's, he's taking the life force out of Claire. She scratches him. She's fine. He's ripping through the forest. He's beating the shit out of Benji because Benji sucks. And then he starts killing Benji. Um, yeah, they discover that she can, sc- when he's feeding, he's uh, vulnerable. Uh-huh. And so she hits him with a tree, kills him Logan style. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Logan style. Just impales him. <laughs> no, you, and it you leads can't. you to believe that Benji's dead. Yeah. Benji's dead. Let's let's remember that for a few, few minutes. You get a cool Miles Morales Spider-Man suit. Um, and the fight is just it's still dumb. Yeah. Iron Fist, Iron Man versus Luke Cage in this panel. Like Iron Fist. Right, yeah, he's yeah, just gonna ninja kick him with an iron like and then but then uh Peter Parker pulls like a uh uh Bruce Wayne Batman. He's like, I knew that you wouldn't trust yeah. your people. Yeah, prep time. He uh, it's like I knew you wouldn't trust it was uh, but it wasn't even that, it was Ben Riley. Yeah, knew that you wouldn't trust this, and I know Ben Riley because we're the same person. We all know each other. Yeah, and basically, so he deactivates everybody, 
And that's it. They're just out. So maybe they are robots because they're just like laying on the ground after that. And then he does the rip the Iron Man mask off thing. But then it doesn't really phase. Iron Man has zero character growth in this. Right. He but, just drops his armor and he's like, yeah, well, you're still a dick and I'm still the secretary. Yeah, he's like, hey, you guys are going to need me. So make a decision. I don't give a shit either way. <laughs> like, this was fun. I'm out. But he's also a hologram during all this. <laughs> yeah. I know. He it just phases out. And they all know that he's a hologram because it's not shocking to anyone in that panel. Right. They all just, like, continue to talk and he just kind of, like, phases out. And the wraps up, They it wraps up the Moreland saga with one panel. Uh, Cat, uh, Iron, or... Spider-Man says to Cap, I shouldn't have ran away. I should have been with you guys. I'm here now. By the way, uh, this monster that's basically made to kill me is hunting me. And Cap's like, we'll fight him. End. Yeah. <laughs> End. End scene. I do like that uh, in this next panel, as he's going into Cloak, you kind of <laughs> see that his arms are baggy, like a members-only jacket in 2006. Doesn't that's make a lot like of sense. Suit. I, I do like the suit, but it was kind it's of stupid. funny. Yeah, yeah, it's like real silly. That's one of those suits that'd be like, <laughs> like yeah. make a noise as he runs. <laughs> All right, guys, it's been a long journey, and I'm going to cut this down for the audio version. So you got a lot of extra treats if you're if you're watching the uh, sweet the Patreon treats. version. Yeah, we're in 2019. At the time of this book release. We're up to speed. We're up to where we are. Spider-Man is old as shit. Miles is here, which yeah. is cool. I'm I'm so glad that they included Miles because uh, it would it wouldn't be a Spider-Man life story if they didn't. I feel like yeah, and he's kind of got that Spider-Man like or that Miles suit where he's got the virtual helmet, like he's got yeah. the leather jacket type thing. You cool. also see Mayday, or you also see Claire, Claire. <laughs> Also, see Claire, which she's a Spider Woman, and you find out that in the Civil War, she you know joins the war and learns how to be a Spider Man, Spider Woman, and is a better Spider person than Peter Parker was. Because obviously, Peter Parker was a dick his entire life up until he's an old man. <laughs> which they made him look super old in this. I, I like you talking about baggy suits. Like his Spider Man suit is just like yes. crazy, like old man sweatsuit. It really is like a <laughs> yeah. It's just like a work suit. What do they call it? Like a flight suit almost. Yeah. Lots of, in this issue, the last issue, more than any other issue, you you just have to say, okay. Yeah. Doom took over after Civil War. Tony Stark died. Uh, maybe. there He took over the world, it seems like. Yeah. Or the United States. I don't I don't really know. I just know that Doom is watching everybody. There Peter Parker is leading the resistance pretty much as a 72-year-old man. Yeah, and he's got a lot of resources, you know. <laughs> and he's extremely rich. So it seems like they're using a lot of stuff that they find that Tony Stark left over. So that kind of explains that they just discovered a satellite or something like that where they could probably get more things from uh Tony Stark. But they need to do it before Doctor Doom notices them. This whole issue to me is just like, okay, yeah, exactly. Okay. It is. It is the epitome of uh, improv, which is just yeah. yes and like yeah, yeah it's and it's wrap it up. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. like, it's like they cut everything that they they. It's like 
they went through the entire five issues and was like, oh, we didn't finish that. Let's put it in issue six. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we didn't. Let's just put it in issue six. Uh, or they go through all of Spider-Man's history and they're like, oh, we didn't put that in there. Let's put that in issue six. <clears throat> they do a great explanation of Miles. Took two panels. <laughs> I, I feel like they have a strength that they didn't you know, lean on enough. They did a very good job at one page, couple panels explaining Miles. But like they couldn't, they did all these extra things about like Miles Warren. He had multiple issues or, you know, uh, stories about him in this whole book. They could have did that to a lot of characters. Yeah. They get to the space station and Peter is more jokey in his old age than he has been in his entire life. Uh, Miles is more serious and he's basically trying to tell Miles to lighten up. Like your life will be easier if you lighten up. They, it's really unclear what they're really looking for. You're just kind of reading to finish the story at this point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, his suit does look cool when you see the full suit. Kind of. Uh, I, was, I mean, as like just... an old man sweatsuit, it's like, that's cool. He's 72 years old and still like designed yeah. a spider themed suit. It's still cool. Yeah. It, 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 as I look at it, I'm like torn. I think it's neat. It's weird that it's like, you know, not symmetrical, but it's yeah. still kind of cool. He's 72 years old, man. The, the uh, Spider-Man space helmets don't make a lot of sense to me, though. They don't make any sense. Yeah. Why do we got to? Unless it's like identity? digitized, like the Miles helmet. Well, no, I, I, I think it probably is that, but it's like, why are we hiding our identities? Yeah. We know who you're, you're the resistance. Yeah. This to me, his spider sense doesn't go off. There's an intruder on the spacecraft. Yeah, they, they um, killed a Doom mobile. Yeah, we didn't mention the jet has a Doctor Doom like spray painted on face. The, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and out of the shadows, or this has a creepy thing. Peter Parker, we told you we would hunt you to the end of Earth. So it's like, okay, it's Craven. Craven said that. Okay, how is Craven alive? Yeah, he was an old ass man in the nineties. So many years. Um. And he jumps out. He's craving venom. Why would he have his jacket out still? I still, I honestly, I like that. <laughs> I like the craving venom. Why would, I don't know why he would have the jacket out. I don't know. But I mean, but what kills me is, um, okay, so uh, go a little bit further. So he jumps out and beats the shit out of Peter Parker. Yeah, breaks his helmet. Um, and then Miles comes out and he's like uh, talking to him. He calls him by his first name. Um, yeah. He calls and him. before that, he calls Peter Parker, Parker. Yeah. And, and Spider-Man's like, what, what, why are you calling me that? Yeah. He's just like, just lighten up, man. He calls him Sergey. Um, yeah. Calls Venom Sergey. And then, uh, Spider-Man hits him with some Sonics, I guess, and some bright lights and whatever. He's Batman at this point. He yeah. Is. And he blows up Venom, and and Sergey, aka Craven, is Bones. Like I did like that. I thought it was neat. Okay, I do I think like that's that. neat. Venom, it doesn't make sense though, because Venom no. is a symbiote. He uh, basically a parasite, essentially. Yeah, amplifies the host. Yeah, he the he amplifies the host, but he also feeds on the host. Yeah. So for it to be Bones, it doesn't make sense for him to stay with that body. Yeah, um, and why would he? Still have the attributes of Craven if, if it's just a skeleton in there. Yeah. I as much as I liked the Craven Venom, which I did, honestly. 
I like the fur, but like when you, when you see the jacket part, I was just yeah, like, I mean, it's silly, but that's uh, dumb. <laughs> but then again, right after that, so we get done with this. He's cracked both of their helmets. Um, uh-huh. You get done with this, and then it's like immediately into another immediately. Uh, like life changing moment where Spider Man yeah. has this weird thing sticking out of his head, which is supposed to be like a motion line, <laughs> but it looks like he has some kind of like angler fish thing coming out of his head. Mm-hmm. When Miles shoots webs at him, because <coughs> Miles is Otto Octavius. Yeah, he says, "All my enemies are dead." He said that numerous times. All my enemies are dead. Isn't that right? Dot dot dot. Flip page. Otto. Yeah. Parker. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I thought it was cool, but again, like you said, it's like the Craven thing was huge immediately, <laughs> and then Bruce Wayne, Spider Man. He put it all together within yeah. moments. He knows it. He knows it's Otto. And because, you know, they do the superior Spider-Man storyline, but it's a nice twist that it's Miles. I did like that. Yeah, but um, how old is Otto at this point to be even 100. involved anymore? He should be 100. dead. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then they fight. Uh, this is, it, again, this is just reading to, like, finish the story. They fight. <clears throat> they touch heads mile now Otto has the power to just jump bodies by touch which i thought was like a weird convenience yeah they did some docking <laughs> yeah he touches his head and then he's he enters spider-man's mind and then they have like a mind fight and something else probably <laughs> with the secret the, the sinister sticks versus Spider-Man. He says, do you want an army? And then he pulls out all the weird Spider-Man suits that he wore throughout Life Story. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, what? That, they, have a fight, they have a mind fight. Uh, meanwhile, the space station is blowing up, or Doctor Doom is uh, becoming aware that they're there. I don't, I don't remember what the turmoil of the space station blowing up is. I think it was just damage from the fight, I guess. Okay, so... Yeah, yeah, it was just the window, the depressurization. Spider-Man breaks out Aunt May, the ultimate weakness, and uh, Otto dies. What I I thought he died. I thought he accepted it and just disappeared. Um, Then Spider-Man wakes up. Then he's going to Spider-Man mode. He said he's going to save everybody. Webs all this shit up. I don't know. It's just a lot of he sends he sends Miles on the only uh, escape pod, mm-hmm. but but then Miles, Miles, Miles is still Otto. Yeah, you, he wakes up and he's Otto, and it just seems like why did you do the thing with him disappearing if he's still Otto? <laughs> yeah, he's like, hey, be a good dude and trade bodies with him again. Yeah, he's like, hey, I can help save everybody. And Spider-Man's like, uh, no, man, just do the right thing. What? <laughs> yeah. Sends him away in this space coffin. And uh, Spider-Man, this part was weird. Everything is weird about this issue. Yeah. Spider-Man's webbing things together to keep it together, I guess, to prevent the debris from falling to Earth. No, he's just, so there's some kind of pulse that's going to happen with this ship. That's supposed to... Hurts Doctor Doom. Yeah, it's gonna do something to Doctor Doom's communications or <laughs> so technology. Stupid. So stupid. Yeah, and then, but he's trying to hold it back together so this pulse will go through. But he's like, I can't do it. I can't do it. Uh, it's not gonna last. And then all of a sudden, the symbiote decides to help him. Yeah, 
at the last second stretches itself out and stops the ship from breaking apart. <clears throat> yeah, and then he has this inner space. He has another mind conversation with MJ. Basically, and I, I like that they admit that MJ says, "Hey, I'm not even really here. Like you yeah. made this up." Uh, and then he dies. It blows up. Yep. Because I don't know. Because the Venom symbiote couldn't keep it together long enough. I don't know. Well, it, it, uh, it hits the pulse. It does the pulse like it's supposed to do. But then, yeah, it just blows up. He, he dies. Um, Miles is leaving P- Peter Parker's funeral. Goes to Otto wherever he is. <laughs> I don't even yeah, just know. some dude in an iron lung. And he's like, hey, man, I want to kill you. And at this point, it's like, why wouldn't you? Yeah. Like, unplug him. It's, I think it's more torture to just leave this old dude in an iron lung in the middle of a basement. But then he goes and meets MJ. MJ gives him Spider-Man's original suit and, uh, you know, kind of leaves the legacy of Spider-Man to him. Uh, Claire's out there. Benji's not doing anything because he's worthless. He's got a cane, man. He got sucked dry. That is Spider-Man's life story. Yeah. He's got the he's got the spider suit and she says, Mine the the stains. <laughs> <laughs> they do have a very sweet send-off uh where Spider-Man says uh he always is haunted by the day that he let the guy go that killed Uncle Ben. And in this situation, he has the same dream, except he stops the guy before he gets up, gets away. Yeah, he mentions the dream before he goes to space. Uh-huh. But MJ stops him. But yeah, no, I mean, I kind of appreciated that, but at this point, I did not care anymore. Oh, no. yeah, I wanted this story to be over with. Yeah. So you thought we were going to disagree on this? No, uh, I did until you said, until you said, like, after reading it, I, I had second thoughts about it. Um, let's quickly talk about the art, because we... we, we Dove deep. It's uh, it's funny because like when we don't like something, we get into it. Yeah, chew it <laughs> up. Um, what do we think about the art? I am torn on the art, and some things I liked, but it's mm-hmm. it's a little too old school for me. Um, as it, much as I like that, I like the covers. If it were all drawn in the same uh, style that the covers were drawn in, mm-hmm. I would love it. But yeah, it had more of a retro vibe. See, so Mark Bagley to me. His 90s Spider-Man was gangly, um, but it was all so clean. Yeah. Like, the way he drew his... And I feel like as he got older, it became rougher. Um, He tried to put more emphasis on people's faces and just weird things. Um, And it's it's not the same. No, it doesn't do it for me. The earlier issues, the 60s issues, I didn't mind so much, but really not a fan of the art to tell you the truth. And I think some of it has to do with the way it's digitally painted. Yeah. Usually the colors kind of will pull it off, but I, I don't know it, it, to be honest, it looks like a DC book to me. There's a certain DC style that I've seen every time I read a DC book. And this reminds me a lot of that. Well, even on this last page, I don't know if you have it pulled up at all anymore. Yeah. But if you look at the last panel where he shoots the web, like the, it just seems like they did the drag and drop, like on the lines around his uh, the white. Yeah, it looks like they just did drag and drop peach. Like they just dragged and filled the space. 
Like, there's no real... I just don't know, man. I just feel like it wasn't... It's hard. I didn't like it. It is hard to say. Like, I personally did not like it. It wasn't terrible. I've seen no, worse. Way worse. It could have been way worse. But yeah. it, it, there's something off about it. Some proportions are bad. I didn't like when they brought in the Iron People, you know, his soldiers or whatever. For Iron Man, that interaction, I thought all that art was terrible. Uh, up until Cap comes in, that team looked all right. But those Iron yeah. characters looked terrible. Um, the face consistency didn't work with me. Uh, a lot of the old white characters looked exactly the same. Uh, it was hard for me. And like Peter Parker in one panel, like the panel where the symbiote comes to save the the ship, his face there, and then his face right before it explodes, it just looks different to me. And it's slight difference. Yeah, he goes from looking very old to kind of young. Old and chunky to like younger Magneto white hair you know what i mean like younger slimmer fitter magneto and it just the little inconsistencies like that it's it's nitpicking but i remember really really enjoying this book when i first read it and in issue form and then reading it in trade it it was not the same experience i think it's it's kind of like and maybe it's the same thing when you like binge watch a show like you watch a show in episodes and you're like oh this is good it's broken up like Mandalorian, would that show be good if you been watched the whole whole thing? I don't think so. Some people might say so. Some people romanticize things. I, I don't. Think yeah, so. but I, I can't say that this book really pulled me in. And I love alternate stories, as we had said uh, in previous. The concept, episodes. yeah, is amazing. It's the there. concept is is perfect for me. Yeah, they reading just, the synopsis, even when I read it at the beginning of this review, I was like, "Damn, this sounds awesome." Mm-hmm. It just, it just didn't. No, it's there's too many beats that it follows the same story beats. Like, do something different if you're gonna, like, honestly, if you if he had brought this in and you know in the Spider Verse where Ben is like, Uncle Ben is the Spider Man or something, you know, like bring it into that. You know, maybe yeah. he's he's not actually Uncle Ben. He just says he is. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just saying, like make it different don't make the same damn story if you're gonna say it's different i would be okay with just scrapping ben right in this alternate universe a story about peter parker scrap ben riley yeah that didn't need to be there scrap ben riley spider-man has enough stories outside of ben riley and i love ben riley as much as i love peter parker yeah um scrap him for this story though it didn't make you know, sense for him to be it there. was it just it it messed things up for me it definitely took me completely out of the story i was like meh the first couple issues like okay this could get you know if it progressed and got way better then it would have been like oh okay this is good but that just it took a left turn yeah i'm to like random it, everything was random after that i'm i'm with you they they should have taken that out it when you really think about the meat of the story, that wasn't there. That's that was some onions. That was some onions yeah. in this sandwich. That would, not necessary. And the the thing is, it's it wasn't even. It's not even coveted as a. It's not a loved thing. It's no. notorious for people hating it. Right. So why would you put a notoriously hated thing? It would be the same thing as like putting the uh, one more day thing in there, where Mary Jane makes a deal with Mephisto for them to never be married. Yeah. It would be exactly like putting that in there. 
that's the problem with spider-man like you said like he has some great arcs but there's some that are just like bad. terrible bad just so bad like the um god damn i can't remember the story arc but it's like the story arc where gwen stacy didn't die she moved to europe with norman and she was in love with norman and they had babies together do you ever read that story arc it was like sins of forgotten past or something like that and it's just oh, like with what? norman yes with with norman not harry yeah no, yeah with norman yeah she has babies with norman it's just like what? well and then they say that he like raped her or raped something. her yeah. yeah weird <laughs> this is so weird spider-man's got bad stories people love him and i i he's one of my favorite characters yeah i love, I love spider-man but uh this was no good for me this was it wasn't good for me either um and I wanted, and I, I feel bad because, like, at the beginning of the year, I mapped it out. I was like, okay, we're going to read some of my favorite stories. Simon's going to love them. We're going <laughs> to sing high praises. Um, but I, I'm actually relieved that we, that it's not all positive. It's not all high. You know, this is a book that we didn't like. I didn't like it. Yeah. Not, not, and it's a major story. It's not some, you know, indie comic. And this like is it. coveted as a, a good book. People yeah. say A plus. People give it high ratings. I myself suggested it to a lot of people that are trying to get in comic books, and now I'm ashamed. Yeah. So it's okay. <laughs> now it's time to. No winners. You're gonna have to turn off your filter. Nobody's gonna be able to see it. Oh, there it goes. Let's put it in front of your face. Put it on my brownness. <laughs> okay. I'll go first. I'll go first this time. Do it. Okay. So it going by the Wednesday pool list official comic book. Grading chart. I had to read that backwards, um, or I could have just read yours. <laughs> anyway, you could you could either join our Discord to get one of these, or you can join our Patreon and we'll send you one. Yeah, we'll send you a nice, cool little something. Um, I'm honestly so normally I want to say undercooked. I want to say under toasted because I feel like this is a good story, uh-huh. yeah. but I'm gonna have to. I'm going to have to go with like an H7. Oh, man. Like it's too toasted. Like they. You and I are too much alike <laughs> to do these. Yeah. Uh, they just, to me, the artwork wasn't there. The, he, the artwork is probably overdone, um, a little too overworked. The, they, got me, they got me with the names alone. Chip Zdarsky and yeah. Mark Bagley. It just seems like a winner. Yeah. I like but, Bagley. I like him as well, but uh, yeah, didn't I have to say it's uh, it's a little burnt, a little burnt for I'm my taste. Go with <laughs> no, I would never do that to a book. <laughs> I, was, I was looking at I nine, but I was I like, nine. that's, that's it. Like, it's it's even like I like it because it's even like shadowy over here. <laughs> like it's <laughs> yeah. not just it's not just black. It's just like shadow. Yeah, um, I'm gonna go. And this is the one I, even though I think about it, I try to think like, try to be very way like overthink it, but I keep looking at the same one. So it's got to be it. I six. I six. Right there. Yep. Right there. That's burnt. It's burnt and it's squished. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's some bread that got stuck underneath a, a box or something. Yeah, so it's like, and I always imagine it me receiving toast in a situation. So if someone put that in, I would be expecting toast. 
So, and I'm this person is well known for making the best toast. They're well known. And, and, then, they, and then they <laughs> put that on a plate in front of me. It's not what I wanted. It's not what I asked for. It's not what I expected. And so I six is what I got. Yeah, it's pretty bad. And it is so weird to me that this is a book that I enjoyed reading it issue to issue. And that has very rarely happened. Well, and I think, I mean, it has its merits, but. Well, you know, it's like you said, like month to month. So if I read an issue and there was things I could complain about, but I like Spider-Man so much that I'm interested to see where it goes. Right. Six months later, I forgot about the problems of issue one. You know, three months later, I forgot about the problems of issue three. And I'm just want to be done with the story. Well, and I mean, it's also Spider-Man and it's cool to see him as an old man. It's cool to see him like grow. But again, the concept is is very intriguing. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it's something that I would like to actually see done with a few other characters, but not like, you know, not like this. Yeah, not like this. I, I, I think that's why I like the Spider-Verse arc so much is because you see all these different Spider-Man. You see like, oh, okay, this is Bruce Banner as Spider-Man. You see that, you know. But um, yeah, this just, uh, it was too much of the same. I don't know. Either they they should have kept everything the same and made Spider-Man just get older with the times. Yeah. Or change those major events a little bit more. Like make you know, him not so down in the dumps, you know. If 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 he's married to Gwen, make him where he's successful. Make it where things are going well, and he's not so like in his head, lonely and weird shit. Yeah, and just like psychotic because he like freaked out about the clone thing. Yeah, like I get it. It would be weird if my if someone was like, Lex, I have to tell you, I'm going to preface this by telling you clones are 100% normal people. There's nothing weird about them. They're living beings, which Gwen said to him. And, but your wife is a clone of the actual Madison. She's somewhere else. Um, I would say, oh, okay. Yeah. So she's going to, she's going to get cancer or anything. Is there anything I didn't know about? You could have not told me that and my life would be fine. Um, but I'm also not going to go meet this stranger, essentially, <laughs> because yeah. that's who that would be. Like all the memories I have is with this person. So like my life is I'm going to stay. I'm going to stay here. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't. Unless you tell me the clone version of my wife that also doesn't know me is like a billionaire that is weirdly <laughs> obsessed with me. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I've been watching you for years. Yeah. That has like all the things that I'm terrified of my wife about taking out of her. Then, yeah. Bye, my <laughs> wife. <laughs> yeah. So I have a question for you, though. Before we get off this, before we end it, would it be so bad, as you said, to just let a mage take a lot of the extremely depressing things out, take the clone stuff out, let a mage, let's say 90s, end of 90s, he's old as hell, Peter Parker, ready to be done. And then you introduce Miles. And then it's a Spider-Man story, not a Peter Parker story. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, then you just transition slowly into Miles' Spider-Man. And then instead of, like, it, you know, it serves as what we wanted, a change. Instead of there being two Peter pa- or two Spider-Men running around, like, because now in the 616 you have teenage, 17-year-old Spy- uh, Miles' Spider-Man, and then you have, like, 
33-year-old Peter Parker Spider-Man. Instead of that, you have Miles serving as the in a Batman Beyond situation minus the future stuff. You have Miles running around as Spider-Man, yeah. leaning on Peter Parker as a coach type of thing. Right. Uh, yeah. you know, like it Again, it's a Spider-Man story, not a Peter Parker life story. So it's just... If, you're gonna, if they put Miles in there anyways, you know? Right, and they just kind of put him off as he's like nothing. It's no big deal that he's to in To me, there. it just seems like that. I would appreciate that more. Like, I, I people, well, there's two kinds of people. People that appreciate Miles as a character and people that hate him and love Peter Parker. I like them both. Yeah. You know, I feel like they both have a place. I do think it's weird to have two Spider-Men. Uh, you know, you don't have any other characters like that. I also think it's okay to have two characters. Like They're that. also different enough in their characterization, though. I like having in their two. worlds, and yeah. their worlds are different. Like you have, and the way they explain it is like Peter Parker is a white guy that understands white guy problems. That is in like a not bubble, but like a white guy bubble. Miles Morales is Afro Latino, and that's just a different neighborhood. Yeah. Not saying that Peter Parker ignores those neighborhoods, but he just culturally doesn't understand them the same way and they're just two different the world's big enough for them to serve two different well and the, and they're not even i mean their power sets are different enough that the only uh-huh. thing that really makes them the same is that they can stick to walls they have strength and they, they use webs they but use he, web. i think he only used webs because like his inspiration is spider-man yeah so i don't yeah. know i like that there are two but i do too uh, I, I'm with you. Like there, I don't know. I would rather have seen something like that—a coming of age uh, for for Miles or some kind of mentorship for Miles, rather yeah. than what we got. Yeah, like serving as like a not an explanation of Miles, but sort of like a—it's an alternate universe. It's a life story. Like if we're gonna age Peter Parker, let's age him. Mm-hmm. Let's not make it weird. Like he's weirdly still Spider-Man in 2019. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. I get it. He has powers, but <laughs> they were very they were very lenient with age. Yes. Tony yeah. Stark Tony Stark was a hundred years old. And yeah, I guess he has technology. He's but. probably at least eighty. And maybe yeah. because he was a you know they never show him, so maybe his Maybe he was a hologram the whole time. Yeah. But again, if his hologram in order for it to work, you know, fool people it had to look like what he looks like, so I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Eh. Sorry, guys. Yeah. I didn't like it. Yeah, no, not not my favorite, for sure. Yeah. Next week, we are reading an image book called... Uh, oh, no, 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 no. I'm calling it an audible. Yeah. So someone in our Discord suggested that we read Tom King's vision um, to kind of ride the wave, sort of like we did with <laughs> Wonder Woman. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully this is a little more, even though that issue, that last episode is pretty good. It's going pretty good right now. Yeah. I've got Um, some compliments on it. We're going to read Tom King's vision next week. So another Marvel book. I'm sorry, but the following week we'll we'll read a DC book. It was going to be an image book, uh, Folklords, which I want to read because I think you'll really like it. Kind of, I think maybe the first week of February we'll do Folklords to kind of get away from this all the superhero stuff that we've been doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but next week we're going to read Tom King's Vision, okay. which isn't really a superhero book. You'll, I think you'll really like this one. And again, I read it when it first came out, so so <laughs> I'll be interested be to see. I'll be interested to see what it is like in trade form. So 
Um, that's you got our review for that. It's it's a little long winded. If you're watching the um, the Patreon version, we had some technical difficulties, and then we kind of like dove deep on our hate. <laughs> Let the and, hate uh, flow through you. Hopefully, I edited down enough. So yeah, you got any closing remarks, Sam? No, man, just uh, quit picking crappy books. Now it's fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. I'm sorry, man. Spider Man's hey. usually a safe bet. Well, and what's weird, I would say the weirdest thing about this, uh, that I I would be complimentary usually. What was weird about it is that it was very Peter Parker heavy, which is normally pretty cool. Um, but I wanted to see more Spider-Man in this, to be honest. Yeah, it got, around the fifth issue, I was like, this is a Spider-Man book. But, like, this should be called Peter Parker Life Story. Yeah. I. It, it really should. Could have been more interesting to me. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Oh well. Next week's vision. So if you've been following along with us, we have some people that listen uh, and read what we read during the week. So if you're following along next week, we're reading vision. I'd love to hear your thoughts on Spider-Man life story. Hit us up anywhere. You can hit us up Wednesday poll on any social media. You can bug Simon at Simon toast, any social media. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. We're circling the drain. We have been for a while. I should have said that earlier. (laughs) I should have said that earlier. (laughs) I was saying. And uh, we'll see you guys next time.